Friday night. And time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Lansky. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 Sports Team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, Panther fans, once again, it's Friday night. We're on the road. It's week two. We've got Coach Clark here, Coach Wietrich with us. Coach Clark, last week was a tough loss. Uh, we played a very good Manhattan team and came out uh, in overtime on the short end of the stick. Talk to us a little bit about last week, uh, how your offense did. We'll talk and your special teams, and we'll talk to Coach Wietrich about his defense. Well, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with uh, special teams. You know, uh, I, they, they wouldn't kick to us, 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 us for one, and we kind of knew that going in with, with uh, Dylan and Derek uh, in, in the backfield, and we, we think that's going to happen all season long. So, I mean, it gives us a shorter field, but it doesn't allow us to really get that explosive play. We, we like to get on kickoff return. I thought our kickoff team did halfway decent. Um, we flew down the field. I thought we were a little soft on our tackles and, and stuff. We, we, there was one time we had him pinned inside the 20, I think, on the 16, and then we let him drag us to about the 23. Um, but besides that, I, I thought kickoffs, our, our, our kicker, Grady Jessup, did a really good job. Um, coming into this game, we didn't even know if we were going to have him. He had a, um, surgery on both his legs. Um, I'm not sure it was something about fascia. He had to get that cut out and popped and and uh, he had staples in his legs, but but the doctor allowed him to kick. So he did a really good job on, on his kicks. And I thought our punter did a really good job too. Uh, punted a little too many too many times than we're used to. Uh, punt return, we got a punt block, which was huge, but we couldn't capitalize on it. Got a couple penalties and had to settle for a field goal on that. And then, you know, at, at the end of the game, uh, it, you know, we missed field goal, uh, our PAT field goal. Uh, in overtime, we we got it blocked, and and that's just stuff we need to we need to take care of, and and that's that's more on me and and Coach DeVore than it is our, on our kids. So we got to communicate better with our kids, and uh, we were I don't, I don't know, but but we we definitely got better this week on all that stuff. So I guess it's good to make mistakes when uh, early in the season, not later in the season. So special teams did okay, I'd say average, um, a little above average in some parts, and then. Offensively, uh, we've got a lot of work to do with our uh, blocking, and that's just not offensive line. That's receivers too. Um, I, I, I don't think we did a good job. We watched we watched film with the team, and I think they understood that we did not do a good job. I, I think Manhattan was way way more physical than than us on offense, and uh, and they kind of took it to us. Uh, I thought uh, um, Brock played a, a good game. Um, I mean, he was every pass he was he was trying to make. He he was getting rushed and you know stepping up in the pocket and did a good job with that and getting the ball off. He made a really good good throw to Rose. I thought uh, there on the sideline when they kind of inverted into a cover two, which was a, and he got that ball off with you know a couple seconds. The, the defensive line and linebackers were right right into him um, when he was throwing the ball. But you know we we had a lot of penalties, a ton of penalties on on. Uh, the offensive line, the wide receivers with holding calls and stuff like that. I think one holding call that we got took an 80-yard touchdown away. Another holding call, uh, the the series before, got a 45-yard uh, pass taken away. 
Um, so we just need to clean things up and, and that's through experience and that's through watching film and that's through correcting things, uh, during the week. And I thought our kids, um, both offensively, defensively, special teams, I, I feel like, uh, this week was a pretty intense practice. You know, coach Weichert and I were talking after the game and, uh, and we didn't feel like we, we really deserved to win that game. Uh, we thought we were, uh, you know, Manhattan was more physical, uh, they, they, this was kind of like their Super Bowl. They, they threw everything at us, and uh, we, we, we knew that. We're, we're going to get that every week. Um, but uh, it, it, it almost was a blessing that we walked away with the defeat because our, our kids got to experience that. Even though they experienced it in the state game last year, they, they understood that you know when you walk on the field, being derby you just don't win because you're derby you got to practice you got to be physical you got to do the little things right like eliminating penalties and stuff like that so uh um by far in the four weeks of practice that we've had this this uh this year this this week has been the best week of practice because i think we lost that game if we would have won that game by a field goal say we make that field goal um and uh, I, I think we have a different sense of what we need to get done. You know, the kids would probably be pretty excited that we won the game. And uh, I don't think we would have had the level that we had at practice of intensity um, that, that we had because of the loss. So hopefully this loss opens our eyes and, uh, um, you know, we, we really get after it these these next couple weeks. Yeah, defensively, you know, we, we definitely had a lot to, to, to clean up. I think the biggest takeaway from that game on the defensive side of the ball was, you know, Matt Hatton came out and their O-line, you know, took it to us to start with. With. And we, we were almost kind of shocked and taken back by the physicality, and we weren't ready to go up front. And, uh, you know, that first half, first drive, I mean, they went, I don't know how many plays, 16, 17 play drives down down the field on us. And, and that takes a toll, you know. We had some heat issues going on, you know, then on, to be on the field that long, you know, it, it definitely takes a toll on, on, on the defense. But, um, but hat off to them, you know, like Coach said, they, they're a physical football team. They pride themselves on that. They did some good stuff. You know, they came out, um, did some stuff that we'd never seen, but, you know, we haven't seen from before in the past, you know, past years haven't seen it. So it's really hard to be stuff, you know, be ready for stuff like that on week one. And, um, but, you know, our guys did a good job of, you know, we didn't give up huge big plays, you know. Um, we didn't give up big, you know, big plays in the, in the quarterback run game or in the secondary, but, uh, but we allowed too much push up front. It was, they just chipped away to us and just grind us down the field. And then there's times where we got in third, third and long situations and we would have some self inflicted bust or we'd have some penalties, something like that. And all of a sudden it keeps our, keeps our uh, defense on the field. It keeps our offense on the sideline. So, um, Lost stuff to work on, like Coach said. I, th- I think the biggest takeaway is going to be um, I did like how our guys responded, especially on defense in the second half. You know, if you click the film on and you watch the film and you watched it with our guys, obviously, this last week, Monday morning, um, and I, I would do like, real quick second pause. Like, hey, who, who's the more physical team right now? You know, and all of them would say, okay, right, Manhattan. Okay, but then in the second half, you know, I think our guys came out and started fighting and realizing they'd have to, you know, buckle down, get low, be physical. Um, and we did we did a pretty good job of responding to that defensively, like Coach said. I think we did we did okay, you know. Um, obviously, the goal is to shut a team out, you know, but it's a good football team. and um, But we could have done better in a lot of aspects of that game to give our offense in, in, in more, more possessions, uh, more time, you know. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of stuff to clean up. This last week, I think, like Coach said, our guys, our guys cleaned it up in practice. They were motivated. They were hungry. Um, a lot of guys were pretty, pretty upset with that loss, you know. And it was like, hey, you guys have a lot of reasons to be confident. 
be confident, but then we can't we can't afford to go out and not play physical from the get go. Is kind of the message this week to the defense. So. Hopefully, respond tonight. Come out right from the get go. We're physical. We'll uh, we'll win the battle up front, and then uh, we'll we'll kind of go from there. You know, Coach Clark, you guys watch a lot of film. I mean, I guess you get in a room somewhere, and uh, I guess it's it's probably not film more than it is video. But anyway, why don't you explain to our guys, our listeners, what what do you guys do when you watch film? Do you critique it? Do you just let them watch it? Do the kids comment? Uh, how does that go? Oh, we'll break up in, in different groups. We'll, we'll have an offensive group, a defensive group. Sometimes our offense will break up into two groups, maybe the O-line and skill guys, and maybe the defense will have you know the back end and the front end uh, watching film separately too. But our coaches do a really good job. You know, There's a lot of time spent, especially later on in the season, on breaking down film. Uh, that's all we do Saturday is break down film, all the film that we had. You know, like Manhattan – you know they, they they scored 22 points on us, but there there's not one thing that we've seen in the past of past film um, that they had done really uh, compared to what what they threw at us uh, Friday night, and they wouldn't exchange film with us with their scrimmage and stuff like that. So honestly, 22 points to a very physical Manhattan football team to hold them to that, and I know I know they uh, put some drives together and kind of you know three yards, four yards, five yards uh, down the field on us, but I I, I thought our defense. Um, in that aspect, did did a really good job of adjusting. I thought our defensive coaches did. But once you get more film, like Slyden, now we have their week one, and we broke all their film down. It's, it, it's broken down by formation, by hash, by play, by, you know, third and long, first, you know, first and ten. I mean, we have all that stuff that the coaches input, um, which is not that hard in week one. But when you get into week 10, week 11, week 12, week 13, you're breaking down 12, 11, 12 games and, and putting all that data together. Then you, you select what you want to show the kids, like the, the plays that they've hung their hat on. And then we, we show the kids. Usually by Monday when we go through scattering reports, our defense knows a, knows a heck of a lot. Our coaches do a good job of um, – Okay, this formation. What what are they? Heavy pass, heavy run. They'll tell you. And then what's their two two favorite passes? They'll tell you. What's their two favorite runs in this formation? They'll tell you. So, I mean, the film film is kind of what I think sets a, sets us apart from a lot of programs. Uh, we put a big time emphasis on it. We watch uh, every practice. Uh, our coaches break down every practice after practice and send out notes to the kids before we even watch it as a team. Um, I mean, we're watching film of practice of, of what we're doing against the scout team. And, and uh, I mean, it's, it's all the way around. We do, we do scattering reports and, and film on special teams. You know, our kids know who's going to be contained. Our kids know who's going to be the safety, who we're going to block. If we have the short set on kickoff return, I mean, just so many different things, but uh Film is very important to us, and uh, honestly, I, I, I think the the more film you watch and the more you get to know the team that you're playing, the faster you can play. And uh, our, our kids take to that, and our coaches do a great job of re- relaying that information to our kids. And it's just uh, it's it's very beneficial to us uh, watching film and spending time on film and getting to know your opponent. Because if you don't know them, I mean, you really can't play that fast. Coach Wietrich, I'm going to throw this spin on you, a little out of context maybe. Dylan Edwards, uh, you know, we sit there. I think Dole and I looked a couple times uh, last week and just had our mouths open watching him. How do you guard against a Dylan Edwards? Well, thankfully, I don't have to. I mean, that's that's it's 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 bad enough seeing him in practice sometimes, you know. But yeah, you know, there's no doubt that you know I don't get to watch a lot of Dylan's runs, you know, in person. A lot of times, you know, I'm on the sideline with the defense going over what we need to do as far as our adjustments and stuff like that. So, you know, usually 
I get to look up when the crowd roars, and a lot of times he's down the sideline, gone, stuff like that. So I don't get to see it till we go and watch the film uh, together as a staff, and we get to see him. I get to actually see how special he is, and he's breaking these runs off. And uh, uh, yeah, he's in practice. He he is definitely gives our guard guys a fit. Like anytime you got speed like that, it destroys pursuit angles. It destroys pursuit. I mean, it's just a it's just an absolute weapon to have at your disposal, but, and we're very thankful to have him on our team, you know, but, and he, he might not, you know, it doesn't always seem like that, but he makes our defense so much better by having to practice against him and stuff like that. So, um, it's, it's really hard to replicate any sort of speed like that. When you got that, it makes your defense respond and play faster too. So, um, yeah, he's been great. I, I wish I could watch him live more, you know, but, uh, I, I enjoy watching him. I, I wish him all the success, obviously, because it's nice to see him score. And I love hearing the crowd roar when he's running on the sidelines. So I know it's good. Coach Clark, first road game of the season. And, and I, I don't think a lot of our listeners know exactly what you go through on a road trip, I guess. So give us a little idea of what you do besides being coach, you and, you and Coach Wietrich, besides doing that. You know, you got to get the buses ready, I guess. So give us an idea of what you do on a road week. Well, honestly, road games are a lot much easier for for a head coach than than uh, home games. Home games, it's like you got to communicate with the people that you know blow up our tunnel to the music people on the field to the music people in the pregame. To I mean, it's just nonstop. You know, I mean, just like you know, this isn't. This isn't like a, a college program to where you get an equipment manager, you get a, a secretary, you get, you know, people that are in charge of all these other things. You know, when, when you, Austin and I, I mean, a lot of those questions get filtered to us. Um, so uh, uh, away games, schedule the bus early, get the buses there. You hope and pray the buses are there on time. And then you got to figure out when the buses are going to leave because you, you, you can't you can't interrupt you know school getting out so you either got to leave before or after and we're going to leave before so we're going to get there a heck of a lot earlier and then uh you, i mean gosh just just all things like telling the kids to use the restroom before they get on the bus to go to salina i mean it's i mean it's it's never ending you know and uh coach devore i mean he's in the equipment room helping us out and i mean when when you're traveling 100 kids you know and 20 of them forget something or lost something i mean it's just holy cow but uh, uh we get we get on the bus and go then we we get there and we'll get there a little er- or we got here a little early and uh um, we, we brought out the bands for our kids to stretch and they, they stretched and, uh, um, you know, we, we had about an hour before our first pregame, uh, team went out or the kicking game went out. So, uh, um, but one thing we do do is before we leave, we have a, a team walkthrough where Austin and I talk, I talk to the special teams. He talks to the defense and I talk to the offense and we meet in the wrestling room usually. And when we meet there, we have the kids go in there and turn the lights out. And this is before every home game, every away game. They turn the lights out. There's absolutely no talking. Uh, there is absolutely no talking until we hit the locker room of whatever stadium we're going to, if that's home or away. So <laughs> so take take today, for instance. Our, our kids, 10 minutes, lights out. A lot of the kids get in there like 20 or 30 minutes before. Now, they don't talk. We do our walkthrough. They can't talk to the bus. They get, you know, today we got a snack and some water, you know. And that, we emphasize drinking water, drinking water, drinking water because we had about, about – 20% of our kids cramp up, it seems like, uh, that uh, against Manhattan. But anyways, uh, um, get on the bus. They don't talk on the bus. We tell the kids to take a nap, uh, you know, put on their iPods, wh- wh- whatever, watch a movie, do whatever. And then we get to the game. They get off the bus, and you'll see us not talking 
uh, when they get off the bus, they're silent. But once they hit that locker room, we let them get loose. You know, we're like, all right, it's business until there. And then when we get in the locker room, they get to play their playlist that we make sure is radio version of all that stuff, you know, because you know what these kids listen to nowadays. Uh, shoot, we listened to it 20 years ago. I <laughs> like that too. But, uh, but anyways, uh, um, we let them loosen up. And it, like today they taped and they, you know, they met with Heather, our trainer and, uh, um, did all that. And then coach DeVore always writes up, uh, you know, our schedule on the board really never changes. 545 kickers go out and, uh, shaggers and, and then returners go out and wide receivers go out and defense comes out. We do our stretch and we go through our pregame and then we head to the locker room and it's 20 minutes before, before game time. So, uh, um, there's a lot that goes into it, but, uh, we, we do walkthroughs of pregame, uh, it, during preseason. On picture day, we, we spend the whole day, all we do is talk about pregame, just so we don't have to deal with headaches and, and stuff like that, through, or at least alleviate a lot of this stuff. But there's a lot that goes into it. But when you got a program, these kids have been doing it for two or three years, and our seniors are great leaders. So, you know, pregame to me is uh, very regimented, but at, at the same time, you want the kids to play loose and be loose too. Coaches, we. Uh... As we said, we're on the road tonight. We're here in Salina. Talk to us a little bit, uh, Coach Clark, about Salina South and what you need to do to succeed. And we're going to talk to Coach uh, Wietrich about how his defense is going to stop this team. Special teams-wise, you know, their punt team, they do a tight punt. Uh, we, We hope to get a couple returns. Um, you know, hopefully we get into a lot of punting situations. And uh, um, our, I, I thought our punt return team did a really good job, punt team. Hopefully we're not on the field that much. But they did a good job last week, so hopefully they can continue with that. Uh, our kickoff team, we I mean, we 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 put a couple new kids in there, and uh, um, they've got some dynamic returners. But as long as we do our job and cross face and get into re- read to where they're going with their return, we you know our, our our kids should be in position. I thought they had a good week of that. Then our kickoff return team, we switched it up a little bit. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm too excited about that, but their kicker doesn't really kick it that deep, so uh, uh, we made a few adjustments, and I'm pretty excited to see if that works. And if it doesn't, we'll just go back to our regular uh, kickoff return and make short calls. But uh, uh, offensively, their defense uh, they've they've been a three four team uh, last year. They showed up in three four. But years past, they've mixed it up and you know surprised us with a three-three or four-two and stuff like that. So we kind of prepared for every front. Um, we know they have the Manhattan film. We know they're going to try a lot of the stuff they do, set the edge quick and all that stuff. You know, run some cover three instead of cover four. So we're gonna we're gonna have to pass the ball a little bit, you know, to open this game up. They they can't set in cover two and cover three the whole game and just set our edge and, and have a bunch of guys in the box. So uh, um, we're gonna have to force a passing game and and you know our kids. They do so well when, when Brock has time to throw the ball um, and when our receivers are clicking. So uh, uh, we hope to, you know, obviously we want to run the ball. Um, when you have the best running back in the state, actually one of the two best running backs in the state, you want to run the ball, and Brock's a pretty, pretty good runner too. Uh, but, but you've got to pass the ball to get that, that defense spread out. So that's, that's kind of our hopes uh, this game, and uh, uh, we're going to work on that and uh, just try to get better. Yeah, tonight defensively for us, you know, I challenged the D-line last week to start fast, you know, be physical. And uh, if, we, if we win the battle up front, if our guys up front are physical, um, we don't allow that offensive line to get movement. It's a big O line, you know. There's some big guys up there, uh, but I think we can we can we can beat them in physicality. I think our speed's better um, as long as we come out from the get go and play physical football. If that's the case, if we're getting our D line flying around, um, our backers getting our eyes right, safety's eyes right, 
Um, this should be a game where we, we, we go out there and defensively and, and I'm, we better see a whole lot of improvement on the mistakes we made from last week. Like that's one thing I talked to the guys a whole lot about, you know, uh, if you keep making the same mistake over and over, it's at some point it becomes a decision on your part. So, um, challenge them not to learn from mistakes. You know, I'm not, I'm not opposed. I, I tell the guys, if you're going to make a mistake, do it fast, do it full speed. We'll learn from it, um, and get better. So, uh, tonight, hopefully the guys come out, hopefully they're confident, hopefully we're physical. Um, and hopefully get after them a little bit. They got a quarter, They have two different quarterbacks that played. You know, they're both pretty mobile. They both can run. Both can sling it around a little bit. Um, running back runs real hard. Like I said, the O line's pretty big. Um, so we we got some challenge here tonight. So um, if we don't start fast, if we're not physical, um, it could be a problem. But I'm hoping our guys come out, respond, and play hard. Coach Clark, as usual, team health is is the next question. And I know we had a lot of guys go out with uh, cramps, but I'm sure you guys have taken care of that. So how's our team health look for tonight's game? Yeah, we had our kids eat a lot of bananas this week. So uh, hopefully that cures that cramp issue. But, uh, you know, we talked to the kids a lot about, you know, staying away from caffeine uh, on, on Fridays, on Thursdays they 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 don't need that stuff and uh you know I'm not sure what if the kids were on energy drinks or whatever I honestly a lot of kids weren't but you know like like Austin said the the defense was on the field a ton uh you know some some of those guys were running around uh for their lives on offense uh, a lot too so I mean they they put a lot of work in it was really hot last game so hopefully cramps aren't an issue but it's pretty hot tonight too so uh um hopefully our kids are well hydrated and ready for that but otherwise you know our our uh grady our, our kicker who had surgery a couple weeks ago is looking a lot better already uh, I, I think his pain has has gone away quite a bit in his legs where he had a surgery on and uh um we've got a couple linebackers that are still banged up a little bit uh one that kind of re-injured in practice but uh um, we don't think it's as bad as as what happened uh, a couple weeks ago and then we got Desan Brame. i mean he had a full week of practice uh, one of our tight ends um looked better this week he's only going to get better each and every week he's been out since like december with a tip fib break and uh just got cleared the week before uh um our first game so he got he's got two weeks of practices in and he's he's going to be something special um later down the road you know but he's already already getting a lot better so for the most part we're staying pretty healthy and let's just uh, cross our fingers guys i know you're in a hurry to get down to the guys uh, good luck tonight Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at alive105kdkq.com. Tonight's Derby Panther football game is being broadcast worldwide on our online stream at alive105kdkq.com and it's brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Friday Night Panther Football on Alive 105.9 is sponsored in part by our friends at Tendercare Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, Alma Gay Mexican Restaurant, Radio Shack of Derby, the Derby Informer, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, DMB Service Center, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Shelton Collision Repair, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Artistic Builders, Derby Overhead, the 
Meridian and Mechanical, Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Fidelity Bank of Derby, Field Station Dinosaurs, John Mendoza Photography, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, and La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. And now, here's the Alive 105.9 play-by-play sports announcers Kevin Payne and Doyle well, good Phillips. Good evening, Panther fans. Uh, this is Doyle Phillips, and along with Kevin Payne, we'll be bringing you all the action from Salina, Kansas, where the Panthers will be taking on the Salina South Cougars. Both teams looking for their uh, first win of the year tonight, and uh, one team will have that. Well, Doyle, we took the easy drive uh, down here again. Always love being in Salina. 92 degrees, wind out of the south, uh, excuse me, out of the east again, seven miles per hour, so we don't anticipate any wind issues. Last week, uh, this Salina South team lost uh, or to the the uh, Salina Central uh, 52 to 28. And all that ball game kind of surprised you and I. This used to be a May or a Cougars team and a Mustang team that had really good ball games. Absolutely. It was it, it's for some kind of cup, the Mayor's Cup or something. So both teams get pretty well fired up, but uh, uh, here of late it, it really hadn't been that way. Well, last week the Cougars had 404 total yards of offense in that loss, 117 on the ground, 287 in the air. Dole, we're kind of expecting to see a mixed combo at quarterback between sophomore Landon Putnam, a 5863 pound sophomore and Creighton Modro, a 5'11", 170-pound senior. Well, both of those guys played a significant amount last week. Yeah, and they both had a pretty good uh, game. I, I think uh, uh, one of them had three touchdown passes. The other one I don't think had any touchdown passes, but he uh, he had a pretty good passing completion percentage. Well, we expect Ian and a lot of 5'11", 170-pounder to, to carry the ball most of the time. Well, last week, pretty respectably, carried the ball 30 times for 134 yards and a touchdown. Yes, that's, that's a pretty good night for anybody. We expect this defense. It's got seven starters returning from last year's one and eight team. Most of the time, we expect them to line up in a three-four defense. But as always, Coach Clark said, you know, every time someone plays derby, they seem to mix things up, and we're expecting them to throw this kitchen sink at us. Yeah, but you know, unlike last week, uh, at least they had some video or film to prepare for what Salina South will do. Well, and I think Derby's coming into tonight's ball game. Obviously, Doyle, we've got to we've got to establish a passing game, a running game. But I think the big thing we want to see is our quarterback Brock Zerger have some time to throw the football. Absolutely, uh, that that's one thing you got to establish, and then that makes that running game kind of come in. You know, we're we're about three minutes away from the start of tonight's ball game, so let's get into our starting lineups, starting with the offense, offensive line. Freshman Max Robinson, 6'2, 250. The other tackle is senior Mitchell Johnson, 6'4, 240. The guards, senior Wyatt Jackson, 6'2, 250. And senior Tyler Stroop, 6'2, 235. Your center is junior Austin Ettinger. He's 6'1 and 270. Receivers, junior Colton Rudy, 6'175. Senior Nathaniel Keener, 5'10", 170. Senior, Trayvon Rose, 5'10", 180. Senior, Caleb Brown, 6'2", 185. We're told that sophomore Deshaun Brame will also see action at that receiver's position. Quarterback for the Panthers, senior Brock Zerger, 6'185". 
The running back, senior Dylan Edwards, 5'9", 165. Also seeing action for the Panthers will be junior Derek Hubbard at 5'8", 165. Your specialist, your kicker's Grady Jessup. The holder on the kicks is Braxton Clark. Your punter is Camden Cooper. On the defensive side of the ball, the defensive line this year is junior Mason Hopper, 5'10", 190. Senior LaShawn Davis, 6'4", 248. And senior Samuel Same, 6'5", 215. Outside linebackers, senior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 190. And senior Garrett Hounschel, 6'180". Middlebackers, senior DJ Spring, 5'11", 185. And senior Miles Wash, 5'11", 215. Your quarterbacks are senior Kamari Geddes, 5'7", 150. And senior Elijah Vihill, 5'8", 160. One safety, junior Damare Baker, 6'1", 180. And the other safety is senior Mason Madrigal at 5'11", 175. Those are the starting lineups as we have them. Well, Doyle, they just finished the coin toss, and Salinas South won the toss. They've elected to defer to the second half. Derby will start this ball game receiving and defending the south end zone again winds out of the out of the east about seven miles per hour so we don't expect to have a lot of of, of issues with that well and that's a good thing but uh you know it, it, a little bit of wind might help because it's very warm out there again this week and you know tomorrow you get up tomorrow and the high is supposed to be in the 70s and you know here we are what mid 90s right now and you know, we had a lot of cramps last week in, in the game, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if we seen that again tonight. Well, Doyle, good to see. Derby brought a good crowd out tonight for to the ball game. And, again, you know, fans, uh, they're willing to make that drive, and it's an, it's an easy drive. You and I always say, coming to slide in with the new press box, we, we go back to those days when we had the curtains separating us, and we were in a rickety press box, and you literally had curtains hanging on your laps and half of the way down. And uh, I, I believe three or four years ago they built this new stadium, and the press box up here is fantastic the the hospitality here is always great well those those curtains were wonderful they were soundproof <laughs> <laughs> at least we thought they were but uh you know yeah they've they've upgraded their program by by doing this and uh, uh you know it makes things like you said relatively easy panthers break their sideline huddle back deep is uh looks like hubbard and edwards i don't know that they'll see the ball they didn't see it last week so i'm wouldn't be surprised if that's probably not the, the strategy for the rest of the year. Well, as Coach Clark talked in pregame, you know, the difference is once those guys to have their hands on the football, but we get really good field position when they kick to, to the short guys. Yeah, we were we were up around the 30 or, or 32-yard line every time, you know, the three or four times uh, Manhattan kicked off last week. So, yeah, that, that that's the other side of it. We get good field position, and we're ready to go. It's kind of a pooch kick. It's going to be taken, going to hit it at about 25 and taken right there. It's going to make a big hole and a nice run out to about the 37-yard line. That was Damare Baker. Yeah, Baker, it was kind of a high kick, and he uh, got underneath it and had a lane to get into. So, you know, nice nice return by Baker. Little bit of a little bit of a change-up with the uh, offensive line this week. They've they've moved the guys that were playing right guard over to left guard and you know that kind of stuff. So they made a few adjustments, and we are starting probably a, a freshman at left tackle. They give it to Edwards. 
Finds a bit of a crease, then he kind of slips down. Picks up three on first down. Well, he did. He had a little bit of a crease, as you said, which is good to see, though, light and open a hole. But uh, he slipped. And, you know, Edwards is the ultimate competitor. He has really beaten himself up. But uh, that time the turf got the better of him. Trips to the far side for the Panthers. Back to pass. Rolling to the far side. Got a man open. And just out of his reach and through through his hands. Pretty good pass by uh, uh Zerger. Uh, it was a it was a great pass by Zerger. A little play action on the uh, on the on the uh, play, but uh, I guarantee you we should have caught that football. Looked like Trayvon Rose was the intended receiver, and, and you know Trayvon kind of he kind of slapped his hands, and you know so I I think he probably felt like he he should have caught that ball. Well, that last week that was what we kind of noticed. Zerger was maybe just a little bit overthrowing guys. That ball should have been caught, but uh, you know we got lots of opportunities still here. Third down. And it looks like third and seven from the 40 for the Panthers. Pitch to Edwards. Gets a block. First down and more inside Salina territory at probably the 42, maybe the 43-yard line. Well, and you can see the the offensive line's opening up some holes, but Dylan Edwards is so patient. He kind of waited, gave a stutter step, and found his hole and picked up good first down yardage. First and ten for the Panthers. Zerger and... Edwards, they give it to Edwards. He gets hit at the line of scrimmage this time, and maybe, well, no, he didn't get anything. No, and that time, Salina South did a good job on uh, containing him, not letting him get outside, forced him up inside, and there was a, a linebacker. So that makes it second down for the Panthers, and still 10. Well, maybe he lost a, he lost a half yard from about the 40, looks like 43 and a half of the Cougars. Pass. Again, we got a man open. And two guys in the running the same pattern, so that wasn't good. And it was incomplete. Well, and you're right. I, I mean, the ball's thrown very well, but we had a, had a guy kind of running a post pattern and one running right down the field, and they were too close. So you don't ever want to see receivers that are two or three yards from each other. Yeah, that, that was probably somebody ran, was probably supposed to cut outside. and You know, somebody was supposed to cut inside, and they both went one direction. But anyway, well, you, you do be... that, or you got one guy that's supposed to be going 20 yards and the other a little more, but they ended up in the exact same spot. Going to be third and long for the Panthers. Again, they give it to Edwards. He gets to the outside and makes a couple guys miss. First down and more. Finally gets brought down inside the 25 at about the 22-yard line. Well, Dylan Edwards picked up a lot of that on his own. He cut up inside and then bounced it out. And, you know, again, his speed is just uh, beyond what most defenses will see this year. And he's able to pick up big yardage. Yeah, and, he, you know, right at first he gets behind his big line, and then he just bursts through there, and uh, it's hard to handle him. First and 10. Again, they give it to Edwards. He gets hit and dropped for about a four, maybe a five-yard loss. Well, and again, that's got to be a missed blocking assignment because uh, as he's getting his hands on the football, there was two or three Salina South defenders in the, in the backfield. Somebody called a timeout. I'm, I'm thinking. I, I'm not sure who it was, but while we do have a timeout, uh, tonight's radio broadcast of Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ is sponsored by these great derby businesses, Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, 
Artistic Builders, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants, and DM Mechanical. If you're in any of these business businesses, let them know you heard their ad during the Pantle Football Broadcast. Well, Doyle, they still haven't taken off who called the timeout. I'm going to suspect it was Coach Clark, and I, I think, you know, he's moving the football, and he's got a couple of missed assignments. I'm sure he wants to crack that ship right away. Yeah, he, I, I think you're right, Kevin. I, I think it was Derby. They haven't posted it on the board, but I'm thinking it was us because, like you said, he's we've had a couple of runs like that where, you know, just missed assignments. Brock Zerger cuts up in an alley, 20 15, going to get down right around the 10-yard line. Well, he did the right thing on that that time on the option. They kind of bit all over Edwards, and Zerger's got the speed to cut up inside. So, you know, if we can get that going, we can block, put a hat on a hat, as we say every week, you can run that option. First and goal from the 10-yard line for the Panthers. 9.48 to go in the first quarter. No score. Again, Zerger. He's going to score. Touchdown, Panthers. That was set up by the fake to Dylan Edwards. Yeah, absolutely. Half the team went and followed Dylan Edwards, and then Brock had the presence of mind to cut up and then cut outside, and he goes in for an easy score. And and that's how you're going to open up Dylan Edwards is is, uh, somebody like Brock Zerger. You know, they they concentrate so hard on him, and then Zerger just slips right out in the flat and finds a bit of an alley and uh, takes it in for the score. Extra point by Jessup. It looks good, but we'll wait on the officials, and it is right down Broadway. So with 9.39 left in the first quarter, Panthers uh, take a 7-0 lead. Well, that's what you like seeing. Uh, like, you know, last week we had some trouble on extra points. We had some trouble trouble on field goals. And we got a different snapper, you know, the, the this year, and we've got our, our regular snappers injured, so he's not in the ball game. You got a new quarterback in uh, Braxton Clark that's handling the snaps. I mean, lots of stuff goes into that, and uh, I, I guarantee you, and I think Coach Clark mentioned that too. Jessup had had some surgery on his legs, you know, a couple weeks ago, so I, I think that's uh, something that Coach Clark puts so much pride in, and uh, I think we'll see those uh, those issues go away. Well, yeah, I, and and uh, you know, the the special teams coach. Uh, he played at Derby, graduated from Derby, and, and he was a kicker, you know, extra point, field goals, and what that. And Chris has done a great job with with the special teams here at Derby. Yeah, like I said, these guys put a lot of emphasis on their special teams. Uh, you know, you don't want to have uh, things happen last week. But, uh, again, a young team, you, you mentioned it earlier, we have a freshman starting on the offensive line. I know they think he's going to be fantastic. And I had someone today say, wow, how cool is that? you got a freshman. And your, your answer has to be, yeah, it's pretty cool, but you don't like to have to see a freshman start. Absolutely. You want them to get a little seasoned before they get out in the battle. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jessup is getting ready to kick off. Back deep for Salina. Garrett Ailes, and he's going to come down, and it's going to go into the end zone. Ailes just let it go, which was a smart move, and uh, uh, Salina's going to have it first and ten. When we've seen Jessup over and over, he's got the leg for for about anything, and I think that's uh, at least his third or fourth uh, that have gone in and out of the end zone this year. Panthers are, yeah, they'll be in their 3-4. I guess it's kind of traditional anymore, 3-4, play two deep, cover two. And uh, Salina will come out. 
I think they run a spread. Quarterback for Salina is Landon Putnam. <clears throat> Excuse me for clearing my throat so much. And they hand it off straight up the middle. Very little gain. Looked like it was uh, Ian Andalon. Well, they didn't. They didn't do anything fancy. They opened up right up the gut. Panther defense was ready for it. Duel. We talked uh, Coach Wietrich, and you know, last week everyone said, "Well, your defense wasn't ready." And as as we said, we had no game film on Manhattan, nothing. And uh, you know, they threw some stuff at us that we weren't prepared for, but uh, we sure as heck made the adjustments. Second down and about two. Panthers lead seven zero. Nine minutes to go in the first quarter. Motion by the Cougars. And we've got a play stop, false start on the Cougars. That's going to back it up five yards, so it'll be second down and 13. Man, this line of South team's been through a lot of rebuilding. And, you know, you and I talked on the way up that, you know, gosh, we, we used to have some, some battles with Salina South over the years. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of sad to see where they stand right now. But, uh, you know, a lot of young guys. Yeah, they got a good coach. This coach up here is, is pretty salty. Back to pass, and it looks like it's complete. It's out around the 20-yard line. Caught by uh, Creighton Mudrow, or Modrow. Well, Mason Hopper was almost sacked the quarterback. I mean, he has hands up in the air, and I don't know how Putnam got it through there, but he did. But again, nice to see some defensive pursuit. I believe they designate... Uh, uh, Hopper as the rush end or the quick end back to pass again Putnam and is dropped pretty good coverage out there by the Panthers secondary yeah we had good coverage on him. we were able to knock the ball down it looked like Mason Madrigal was the guy to hit him first and well, we knew going into this ball game that uh, Salina South was not afraid to throw the football yeah and that was, you know, we had two guys right there. That, that The guy almost caught it, but one of our guys knocked it out of his hand. So, you know, good coverage by the Panthers secondary. And we got uh, Edwards on the near side. And it looks like Baker on the far side for the Panthers to receive the putt, punt. And it's going to go to Baker. It's over his head a little bit, right at the 50-yard line. Breaks through the first line of tacklers and gets down to about the 39-yard line of Salina. Well, that's the one thing you want to, if you're Salina South, you do not want to let Derby play on your end of the field. And Unfortunately for them, uh, they kick it to Baker, and he picks up some good blocks, and so the second drive of the of the game for the Panthers starts in Salina South territory. Well, uh, and, and so far what I'm seeing out of the Panthers, they lead 7-0. What I'm seeing out of them is a little bit better than than you know. Last week was game one, man. It, it, you got we struggled a little bit, but you know, and like you always say, the good thing about game one is game two, you're going to be about twice as good. So so far, so good for Derby. They lead seven zero. Again on a keeper, Zerger 30, 25, 20. still on his feet. Had a nice spin move, got down inside the 10-yard line. Well, again, they bid on Dylan very hard. That's what, what you do. And if you're selling out on Dylan Edwards, you take the ball yourself, you cut inside, and Brock made a nice read. His cut was crisp, and then he was able to pick up big yardage. Yeah, they're down inside the 10 on about, oh, it looks like the 9-yard line. They already lead 
7-0. And they pitch it to Edwards, and he cuts back, does a spin, goes the opposite way. He's going to get inside the five. What a nice run by Dylan Edwards. Well, you know, and you can't see this. I wish you could. Dylan Edwards took the pitch. Guys were all over him. It looked like he was going to be smothered for a loss. He turns out of it, reverses field, and gets down and picks up five yards. Incredible run by Dylan. He still, yeah, he still picked up five. So it's going to be second and goal from the five. Panthers again lead 7-0, 7.42 left in the first quarter got a salina south guy looks like probably a crap down on the field yeah I, and again i i think we're going to see some of that and you know i, I guess you know to, to avoid that you gotta you gotta i guess you gotta stay off the the gatorade and that kind of stuff yeah, maybe it's and just gatorade. drink water it's, it's the caffeine and, and so many water. young kids anymore it's it's the energy drinks it's the you know and these energy drinks yeah they help you get through practice or they get you boosted up but most of them are loaded with caffeine and you know caffeine's not a good mix for uh muscles and 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 that type stuff so i know coach clark I, I think said that a little bit was hey i'm trying to get the guys off the caffeine getting them to drink more water and gatorade things that, that keep them hydrated you know, really, water is the drink. I mean, you get right down to it. You drink water, you're probably not going to have any issues. Anyway, it's going to be second second goal from the four. Again, uh, uh, Brock Zerger's had a pretty good first quarter. Panthers lead 7-0. Got our two-back offense. We Yes, we do. We have Hubbard in there along with Edwards. Zerger, touchdown Panthers. Well, that time, what a nice play. They, we, we sent Edwards to the right. Hubbard and uh, Zerger came back to the left, and they started worrying, oh, he's going to pitch to Derek Hubbard. Instead, Zerger makes the right read, cuts up, and takes uh, six points for uh, the Panthers. You know, so far, uh, early in the ball game, Brock Zerger's having a, having a good good time of it. He's, he's Like you said, he's making the right reads. He's, he's making the right cuts. He, he's had a pretty good pretty good first quarter. And the extra point is, again, right down Broadway by Jessup. Panthers I, Panthers lead 14-0. I like that two-back offense. We, we talked about it at lunch today, Doyle. You know, those are two guys that are legit. Uh, I mean, Derek Hubbard's at any other school in the state of Kansas, and he's a starting guy, and he just happens to be behind Dylan Edwards. What a nice luxury for the Panthers. But, you know, if you're sliding to south and you see those two and you know Brock Zerger can run, you, you, you can uh, – really cause havoc well they're both burners i mean both of them are burners they they uh they can flat get down the field and uh uh it it yeah it, it's it's a neat a neat thing to have if you're coach clark but you know like you said i'm sure that hubbard could start about anywhere he wanted to uh in the state but he's he comes in and he does his job hubbard does a good job well, nice to, to get down here and jump to a 14-0 lead. And, uh, you know, as we said, we, we have a lot to work on this week. And Coach Clark said it was one of his better weeks of practice that he's had uh, in quite some time. And, you know, guys start battling for positions when uh, they think the ship's uh, maybe sitting a little cockeye in the ocean. Yeah, well, these, these guys needed a good week of practice, and uh, they needed a little improvement. High end over end. It's going to go again into the end zone. So that's two for two for uh, Jessup. So Salina will have the ball on their own 20. 
first and 10, trailing 14-0 to your Derby Panthers. Uh, Doyle, when we pulled in tonight, we looked down, and we were like, we were both excited to see Derby, and they're all white. So we look sharp. We got the white helmets, white shirts, uh, white pants with green numbers, and uh, Salina South in their traditional green and gold. So uh, nice color matchup tonight, and we like those white unis. Yes. I'm just waiting for a blizzard. <laughs> all right, it's going to be first and ten. And again, Putnam's the quarterback. Mudrow goes in motion. They hand it straight ahead. Look, it looked like, at least initially, it looked like Mason Hopper on the hit. Yeah, there's Mason Hopper in there and about four other Panthers. Uh, nowhere to run. So, again, good to see the, the defensive penetration tonight. This line of South team, Doyle, you look down, they've got some pretty good-sized guys on their offensive line. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, I believe it's their left tackle. He's like six foot seven, 300 pounds. He's, he's a big guy. And they give it straight up the middle again. This time they're going to pick up, oh, three, four yards. Again, Mason Hopper in on the stop, along with uh, Same. So the, the defensive line's getting a little, getting in a little action. 14 0, 6.40 to go. We're in the first quarter. Going to be third down and five for the Cougars. You know, Saw May, uh, Iowa State commit, he uh, he needs to have a big night tonight. He's a big young man. Back to pass. Oh, ball tipped at the line of scrimmage. It looks like it might have been intercepted. Oh, you know, it, that was a tough one. There, there was the back judge, I think, probably had the best view of all. The line judge waited for him to call incomplete, but nice try and really close to being a pick on, on a tipped ball. Yeah, that was that was pretty good effort there. And, and, you know, this this young man, Putnam, he had a good week of throwing the football last week. And uh, looks like uh, surely they're not going to go for it. You're going to try to maybe draw the Panthers offside and pick up a first down that way. But I, I can't believe yeah, he shifted into a punt formation. Panthers send Baker back. It's going to hit, bounce, takes a slide of bounce down inside the Panther 45 to about the 40-yard line. That's where Derby will take over with 6.05 left, leading 14-0. Well, that's a luxury you have when your quarterback can punt. And I, I was like you. I was like, man, you know, you're really taking a gamble here at fourth and about five. And uh, sure enough, he fell back, and uh, Baker had to hurry back to get ready for the punt. Yeah, they, they spot the ball on the 40. So Panthers have it first and 10 from there. Zerger and Edwards in the backfield. Trips to the far side. Again, they give it to Edwards. He makes a couple guys miss and gets down to about the, oh, I'm going to say 47-yard line before he's brought down. Yeah, he just hit that one off right guard and then darts back to the left side. You know, it's amazing, guys, running backs like Dylan, that you go, gosh, he didn't pick up a lot. He picks up seven or eight yards on the carry. Yeah, we kind of got word that, uh, uh, for the Panthers anyway, that a young man by the name of Brain was going to see some action at – tight end tonight. He's 6'6", 225. Zerger, again, keeps it, gets to the near side, outruns a couple of people, gets a block downfield, 
and he gets down inside the Salina 30-yard line. Well, again, you know, everybody's keying so hard on Dylan Edwards. He knows that. It's going to happen to him week after week, and if you're going to key on Dylan, somebody's going to be let free. Colton Rudy was throwing the block downfield. That probably got Brock, oh, gosh, another 8 or 10 yards, so good job by Rudy at his, from his wide receiver position. Well, and a lot of people, you know, don't know Dylan Edwards. He, he's the ultimate team guy, too. I mean, we said last week when we missed the field goal, he was the first guy out there picking up Jessup. So he understands the game. 14-0, Panthers lead. Five minutes left in the first. And again, back to pass. Zerger got a man open. Caught. Touchdown, Panthers. That's what the Panthers need right there. Looked yeah. like Rose on the catch for the Panthers. And Rose was open downfield. Nice throw by Zerger. And, and Doyle, again, last week. We were just a couple of throws. I mean, you know, they were inches away from being caught, and tonight he's throwing the ball even better. Yeah, he, he's he's putting the ball where it's catchable tonight. And uh, But, you know, this is the second week. The offensive line's giving him a little more time, and, uh, you know, that's going to get better as the season goes along. Kick is up, and it's good. So with 4.50 left, first quarter, Panthers scored three times, and, uh, you know, it's it's – they, they just had an easy time doing it each time. Well, and if you're sliding south, you've got to kind of worry about that. you got to look up and go, man, we're trying to guard Dylan, and what happens? Brock Zerger's hurting us on the ground, and, and then Brock's using his arm now, and he's beating us. And let's say, you know, Dylan Edwards, I don't care who you're playing, at any second, they're in a coach in, in, in high school that's not going, I don't care if Derby's on their one yard line, Dylan Edwards may make something happen. Yeah. He's, uh, He's something else, and, and, you know, just maybe they can redshirt him, you know. Well, you know, Derby's been spoiled, you know, kind of like we have with kickers. We've been spoiled for so many years. You and I have talked about this over and over. You can go back and think of all the great running backs that have come through Derby, and it's it's quite a list. Yeah, and we'd miss a a few, too, because we've always had a good tailback here in Derby. And we've got a good one now. We've got a couple of them, really. 4.50 4.50 left, 21-0 Panthers, and, and you know, I guess it's probably not a, probably not that good for Salinas South, but this start is real good for the Panthers. <laughs> Without question. I mean, it, it, it helps their confidence. And, again, Jessup drills it in the end zone. So it's going to be a, on the 20-yard line again for Salinas South with – 450 left trailing 21-0 well I, this is this is what derby needed i mean let's to be real i mean we needed to get well we needed we still got some guys hurt but uh, we needed to, we needed to come into a ball game and and correct some things yes. and it, so far tonight the panthers have done that well i i, I think uh, they they made some changes on the offensive line and that seems to be making a difference tonight and uh, you know these coaches they they spend a lot of time in the film room. And they hand it off straight ahead. He gets hit behind the line of scrimmage and kind of falls forward, picks up maybe a yard again. It looked like Mason Hopper with the initial hit. I was waiting. It looked like we had to, yeah, it looked like Hopper was getting up a little bit slow, but uh, yeah, he's, he's hobbled a little. I think he's probably going to come off. I, and I think Mason's had some some ankle injuries. He's, uh, he's, yes, he has. So in the game, 
Replacing Mason is, it looks like, Brent Baldridge for the Panthers. Yeah, a little bit of a mix-up in the backfield. Salina was lucky to fall on it. Ailes fell on it. So four minutes to go. Panthers lead 21-0, and it's going to be, looks like it's going to be third down and long, third and about, oh, I'm guessing 16 for Salina. Well, Garrett Hounshaw was uh, right on that, yeah. and uh, if, if Salina South doesn't fall on it, he's going to pick it up and take it for six. You know, you look at you look at the numbers too. You know, Salina's got I think left, right around fifty guys, maybe maybe forty eight, fifty guys. Panthers got way more than that on their sideline. Back to pass pressure, going to be sacked Should by be Miles safety. Wash. It might be a safety uh, unless they're nice to him and put him on the one. I I looked to me like he was tackled in the end zone, but they're going to spot it uh, just outside. Yeah, they're going to spot it on the. Looks like the two-yard line. So it's going to be fourth down now and, and a ton. they got to get out to the 30. I'm sorry. If you're sliding south, you might go, gosh, I'd have rather had that safety given up too because this is, uh, puts them in a, in a pretty precarious situation. 21 nothing. Panthers lead. That was Miles Wash all the way. And uh, he had – quarterback really didn't have a chance. Caught. The ball was kicked low and away. It was received by an up man. Gavin Fonestall, and he takes it in for the touchdown. Well, again, I mean, you're in the back of your end zone, and he I don't know what he – I think he was worried that if he got it up, he needed to hit a line drive, and he kicks it to an up man. A, a line drive, Duel, that ball didn't get over six foot tall. Fonestall just takes it easily in for a touchdown. So, you know, you give up another seven here. Yeah, he was standing on pro- – I'm going to guess the 15, not, not, not even the 20-yard line when he caught the football. And he just cut it to the outside, and there wasn't anybody there. So Panthers lead 27-0, and Jessup is on again. And the kick looks good. Now, now, Kevin, that was a high snap, and whoever, I think it's Braxton Clark, grabbed that thing way above his head and uh, got it down in time, and Jessup just put it right down Broadway. Well, you go back to that uh, that, uh, punt return, that's uh, by... uh... A sophomore, a five nine hundred and sixty pound sophomore in Fonestel. and Doyle again. You know, you like seeing some of these young guys playing in the ball game. Yeah, it, yeah, he's special teams, and uh, you know, as a sophomore that at, at a six A program, you know, that's not a bad thing. And just a reminder that uh, to all you Panther fans, uh, you can listen to tonight's game, any game this year, wherever you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. So, you know, try and uh, listen to these when you can, and uh, follow your Panthers. Here we go. And it looks like Jessup is still, yeah, same Panther starters. They haven't made any changes. Well, so you know, Doyle, it's hard to at this point. I mean, you're coming quarter, off a lot. In the yeah. first quarter, very hard. Yeah, I, I think we're going to see some fresh faces probably after halftime. But uh, you got to get these guys some, some good experience. And, and we had a lot to work on tonight. Jessup hits it again. He hits a little bit sideways, but it's still enough enough leg to get it in the end zone. And so they're going to get it again on the 20. And Panthers are, uh, you know, 
they're leading 28-0, and they're having their way with the Cougars tonight. Well, just remember, you, you those those uh, streams, you can listen to that worldwide uh, on a live 105 KDKQ, and this is all sponsored by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Well, if you're sliding south, you you got to be looking at this thing going, man, we got 244 left in the first quarter, and we're down 28-0, and the uh, ball's sitting on our 20. They have just generated no offense. They've got a good crowd here tonight. though. The, the, the home side is filled up pretty good. Again, handoff. Looks like it was Ailes. He's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's about as far as he's going to go. Yeah, this is uh, right now they're just being manhandled by the Panther defense, and I'm sure that's putting a, a smile on Coach Wiedrich's face. D.J. Spring on the stop for the Panthers. He's a uh, linebacker. Senior 5'11", 185. Second down and about nine. Panthers lead 28-0. And again, a it looked like it was going to be an option. He was cutting it up, the quarterback, and boy, did he get lit up. Well, he got lit up by LaShawn Davis on the play. And I think uh, the big senior 6'4", 248 pounds, buried him. Yeah, he hit him pretty good. So it's going to be oh, third down and about, I'm going to guess, 13. Panthers lead 28-0, 140 to go here in the first quarter. Back to pass. Got a man out in the flat. Got out to about the 25. Good coverage out there by the Panthers. Kamari Geddes. It's going to be fourth down and about five. And Andalon was hit hard the minute he let go of the football. So it was kind of a wounded duck that went up in the air. Again, fourth and long. And again, we suspect they will punt. We'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, he switches... Shifts back into the punt formation. Got a pretty good punt away. Going to hit at midfield. Baker. Ball's on the ground. I, I think, think he was trying to pitch it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess the Panthers retained possession. They were very, very fortunate to retain possession on that yeah, play. I don't know who was standing just behind him, but it looked like he was trying to pitch it to that player. In the pan- Yeah, you're right. Panthers are very fortunate to have the football right now. So it's going to be first and 10 from the 44 with 50 seconds left in the first quarter. Yeah, and Panthers, if you're just tuning in, Panthers lead 28-0, and they've had their way with Salina South. Uh, on the ground, in the air, Brock Zerger's having a big night so far. And even a, a special teams touchdown as well. Absolutely. Here we go now. Zerger and Edwards in the backfield. Twin wideouts to the near side. And Zerger again cuts it up and finds a little alley, but uh, the linebacker comes in there and knocks him down for about a oh a yard and a half, two-yard loss. And, and they did that play, played that ball right. I mean, they, they kind of took Edwards out of it. Zerger thought he had an opening. I, I might like to see Edwards hang a little closer to his quarterback on that, but uh, Salina South played that well. They did. Second long. This time Edwards, he gets to the outside. Oh, he stumbled. I'd say he's going to score. 
Touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> the only reason we, we started to hesitate is he had a little stumble, and he was kind of getting his composure back, and, man, it, it didn't matter. I mean, I think he felt the slide of South guy and put, put on the afterburners, and uh, just like that, Dylan Edwards is back in the end zone. 56-yard touchdown sprint by Dylan Edwards. I thought he was going to fall, but he retained his balance and uh, – uh, I mean, then he then he pulled away from everybody else. So 34-0, we're still in the first quarter. Extra point is up, and it is good. So Panthers lead 35-0 with 15 seconds to go in the first. I mean, if you're Salina South, you really, I mean, what are you thinking? What are your coaches thinking? I mean, and, you know, like like you said, we're just in the first quarter, and it's, it's real hard to, you know, take. Your starters out. Uh, you got to get them. And, uh, well, you you got a game next week with Bishop Carroll, and you know that's going to be a tough game. And so, you know, you, you got to have kids on the field. You got to work on your execution. You can you can go and practice exactly. at each other, but it's a different deal because no matter what you say, your defense knows what your offense is running, vice versa. And so, they got to get reps. And tonight, you may see them staying a little longer than normal because of that fact. Well, and you're right. You got to get reps. It, it, you can't just well, we're beating them pretty good, so let's let's take you know. You got to have reps because d- later down the line, you're going to need those reps. So, Jessup back out to kick. Ailes is deep on the far side for Salina. Looks like that would be Drew Emerson. You look up over at the Derby fans, and, you know, the sun's kind of setting here, but they're facing into that west sun, and they're all fanning themselves, as you and I said. It, it's it's a warm evening here. It, it's hot. And, and like I said, then tomorrow it's supposed to be in the 70s. Zerger, nice high end over end. That was probably his longest kick of the, of the night. It nearly went out of the end zone. So Panthers will bring their defense out. Salino will have it on the 20 with 15 seconds. This is probably one play, and we'll jump into the second quarter. Panthers lead in this one right now, 35-0. Now, we were talking about those uniforms. If, if you're an old Green Bay Packer fan, you know, the, the, the uh, uniform Salina South kind of reminiscent of that, the old green pants and the gold helmet. and um, You know, again, this is a program that used to just be Outstanding, just falling on hard times the last three or four years. Yes, yes, they have. First and ten. Putnam, still the quarterback. They hand it off to Ailes. He has nowhere to go. Brought down maybe after a yard gain. And I see Hopper's back in the game. He's limping a little bit, but not like when he came off. That's going to end the first quarter. Panthers are leading big in this one, 35-0. This is Panther Football on Live 105. We'll be back. Tonight's Derby Panther football game is being broadcast worldwide on our online stream at Alive105KDKQ.com. And it's brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. From the day you spot the house, the one you've dreamed about, until the day you make it yours, there are a lot of steps along the way. 
The experienced loan experts at Fidelity Bank are local and have helped thousands of people throughout the Wichita area become homeowners. At Fidelity, we believe the process should be as comfortable as home. So when you need a mortgage, let's talk. To learn more, visit fidelitybank.com slash homeloans. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. And we're back at uh, Salina. First play of the third quarter. Salina picks up probably seven yards. It was Ailes. He had a little bit of a hole to run through, so... It's now third down and about three. Uh, biggest hole he's had tonight then uh, picks up good yardage. Again, uh, uh, Same, Hopper, and Davis are the defensive line, and they've been playing pretty good so far tonight. They've been making some things happen. Again, they give it to Ailes. This time he's hit by the linebacker, Miles Wash, for about a three-yard loss. Well, he, he had nowhere to go, and Miles Wash was already behind him and just grabbed him and threw him to the turf. So, you know, the big gain is now negated, and uh, they bring up a, a fourth and five, again, deep in your own territory. And it looks like, again, they, they've got a punt. I, I know they don't want to, but, you know, you you got a punt. But they're lined up like they aren't. They got trips to the far side, a single wide out near side. He's, but now he drops back into punt formation. It's going to be Baker. He's going to catch it on about the 48. Gets down 40, still on his feet, cuts back to the near side. He's going to score. Gonna score. <laughs> Damari Baker. Well, Damari Baker caught a high punt in traffic, and at those times you're always going, man, hang on to the ball, and he made some really good moves and then cut back against the grain, and, you know, Derby's scoring on in just about every facet of the, of the game right now, Doyle. Yeah, and uh, uh, that was a 52-yard punt return by Baker, and really nobody touched him. Uh, and I hate to say this, but it almost looked like the Solana guys just – Oops. Well, that's two punt returns. I don't know when the last time we've had two punt returns in a game. <laughs> exactly. And the kick is up, and it's good, but I, well, maybe they didn't. I thought they we had somebody move, but it wasn't called. So the extra point's good. It's now with 10.30 to go in the half. It's now 42-0, your Panthers. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, didn't expect this this quick tonight. Tonight's radio broadcast, Panther Football on Alive 105.9 KDKQ, is sponsored by these great Derby businesses, the Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, John Mendoza Photography, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, L. McGuy, Mexican Restaurant and Derby Overhead. If you are in any of these businesses, let them know you heard their ad during the Panther football broadcast. Without these guys, we aren't coming to you. 
Well, you know, we talk about body language, Doyle, and, you know, Salina South is, uh, they're dejected right now. And, you know, you know the history of Derby. And if you're the Salina South guys, you probably looked at that score last week and went, oh, man, they're going to come into town angry. And that's just what the Panthers have done. Ailes is to the far side. Emerson near side. But if uh, uh, Jessup is true to how he's been kicking, he'll still kick it over to where Ailes is at on the far side. As he approaches, that's more of a line drive kick. And it's taken at the goal line by Ailes. And he gets out just short of the 20. So, you know, Panthers still held him to... Not very good field position. I mean, they've been getting it at the 20, and they hold him to about the, what, 17, 18-yard line? Well, you know, Coach Clark talked about Jessup and his kicking, and he said, you know, he is great at putting the ball where I want him to put it. Very well could have been, hey, I need to see some returns, and, uh, you know, Panthers got their opportunity and pinned them inside the 20. First and 10 from the 18 for Salina. And, again, uh, you know, you just kind of, wonder what's going on in their heads uh, I mean to be behind by this much that's that's something else it, in, in about 13 and a half minutes 42-0 10-24 left Panthers are leading Salina has it first and 10 from the 18 they show motion give it straight ahead hit at the line of scrimmage might get maybe a half yard on first down. It was Ailes. <clears throat> so, but yeah, maybe a yard gain. So second, second nine. Ailes and Putnam in the backfield. Forty-two zero. Panthers lead this one. Well, Doyle, this whole game has been played in the Salina South end zone. I mean, it's just you got to get out of your own territory. Putnam drops back to pass, but he's under pressure, and he's going to get sacked. It looked like Same gets him at about the 15-yard line. Well, there was a lot of pressure on him. Same showed great speed on that play to get in. You know, Doyle, we, we laugh about you and I called him Sam Same forever, but that was a Coach Clark thing that he told us, hey, he's Sam Same. We call him that in practice. And I think last year we laughed, and we said, what's Sam's name? And he goes, Same. <laughs> and then he started laughing. He goes, no, I think it's Same, but but our, our name for him is Sam Same. So Same made a nice play. He's an Iowa State commit. Third down and 12. Bit of a loss on the play. Back to pass. Putnam. And it looks like he had it and then dropped it. Would have been enough for a first down. It was a, uh, not Ailes. Uh, it was, yes, it was Ailes on the reception attempt. Well, Doyle, while we got a little bit of a break, let's let's shout out to the Stoolsots clan down in Winfield. Uh, I think they have that family reunion the brothers do every every year, and they're down at Winfield Lake. And uh, I know John and those guys, they follow the Panthers loyally, and uh, hope you guys are having a good time tonight. It's hot. And uh, back to punt. It's not Putnam this time. He hits a good punt over Baker's head. It goes finally goes out of bounds inside the 45 of the Panthers. Uh, that was Luke Simpson for Salina South. Really a pretty good punt. 
And I think I think they're going to mark it. They're going to mark it at about the 40. Looks like the 42-yard line. That's where the Panthers will have it. Again, I you know I'm kind of interested. They lead 42-0. I'm kind of interested in this freshman. I need to you know at least take a look at him on the offensive line. He must be doing a pretty good job because we're we're uh, having a pretty good pretty easy time of it. 42-0. Panthers have it. First and ten. Quick pass to the outside. Caught. And dragging the defender enough for a first down at about the 47. That was uh, Keener for the Panthers. Just a good pitch and catch. Just a, a, a good little Keener just goes out, sets around, turns around, and uh, in the zone. Well, you, you got to expect it. Maybe you'll see Zerger throw some more because, uh, you know, Dylan Edwards touching the ball can, can be explosive. And Zerger's got a man wide open. Caught. Nice fingertip catch. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow. And just what I was just saying is that you want to let him throw the football a little bit and see how that game opens up. Doyle, he threw another beautiful pass. That was that was just caught on the receiver's fingertips. You could you couldn't have placed it any better. I, I think it was Brown. I can't I can't catch a number. I'm trying to follow him on the sidelines and i can't catch his number but i think it was caleb brown on that catch maybe not wow and it's it, it, it's uh another panther score and the extra points good so now it's 49 well, mr jessup's Zero. gonna be worn out after tonight's game well yeah his leg's gonna be i mean he's kicked a lot so that man, you. Yeah, it's uh, right now the Panthers are just having their way with this uh, Salina South team. And, you know, Coach Sellers, you, know, you mentioned he's a good coach. I mean, he had some great teams. And, you know, here recently he's just fallen on some hard times. You see it on the numbers on Salina South. You know, there are just not a lot of kids there. Salina Central, who was a, a powerhouse for years and years, you figure 5A was dominated by. Uh, Bishop Carroll, Salina South, and Salina Central. Those were three of the biggest weeks in high school football. And Salina Central's now dropped down to 4A. And so, you know, Salina, I don't know what's going on here, but the football programs have both descended. Well, I, getting back to that catch, that was that was a perfect throw. And, and I mean, it's almost like he had suction cups on his fingers because, I mean, he, he just caught it right on his fingers. But those are the kind of balls you got to catch. Yeah. We, we dropped one earlier in the, in the game that we said could have been caught. These guys got to come up big because we're going to need our receivers and our passing game later on in the season. Absolutely. Do not disagree with that at all. And Jessup is again kicking off. This one's going to get back, and it's going to be taken at about the two by Ailes. He gets hit hard at the 20. Maybe it falls forward to about the 21, so that's where Salina will have it with 8.07 left in the half. They trail big in this one, 49-0. Well, once again, we have a ton of listeners tonight uh, online. Minneapolis, Kansas City, Missouri, Chicago, Norfolk, Virginia, Atlanta, Georgia, Phoenix, London, Tennessee, Dallas, Texas, uh, Bristol, I, I mean, you name it, they're listening uh, online. Remember, that worldwide stream is brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. And as we say every week, once a panther, always a panther. It's nice to, it, it's nice to see that kind of thing that, uh, you know, these panther fans all over the country 
and I guess now the world, it's nice to see. Well, it's like listening. it's like last week. Pat Hill talked to us about the military people that are listening all over the country and how what a neat deal it is that we're we're available and that you can listen to us all over the world at this point. Thanks to La Hacienda. Yes. First and ten. Eight oh seven left. Forty nine zero Panthers. Ball is on the central twenty one, or excuse me, south twenty one. Picked off, touchdown Panthers. You saw it coming. The south side of South had twins out on the, a stack twin set out on the near sideline, and, and it was telegraphed, and you were just waiting for a Panther to step in and pick it off, and that time Roman Bowden stepped in front, no one there to stop him. Yeah, as soon as he caught it, you knew he was going to score because there wasn't anybody even close to him. And, and like you said, the, the, the quarterback seemed to telegraph it, and uh, Bowden read the quarterback, and he was over in the – he was over in the throwing lanes. Yeah, just uh, you know, again, a highlight reel film for uh, the Panthers tonight and not so much for Salina South. 55-0 with the extra point attempt. Up, and it looks good. And it's no, you know, that looked good to me, but it wasn't. Some of those that were good, <laughs> I got to get my glasses fixed. That's all there is to it. I was going to say we're having a perfect night tonight, but <laughs> Zinni Optical, you're going to get a call from me. Uh, but you know, again, it, you know, I, I I can't describe how well the Panthers are playing, but uh, you know, I you, you can't. You got to call it what it is. So this is a Salina South team that is very dejected right now. I don't know that you can call it a rebuilding year because you know Coach uh, Sellers had said that he's got several kids that were hurt last year. They're back. Um, you, you know, at some point you just got to write the ship. Yeah, they they will. They they will write the ship. I know, Kevin. You were talking to a Salina mother. Uh, her son's a senior. He's been playing the whole game, and uh, uh, well, and unfortunately, well, he, you know, she said she goes, he missed a year to COVID. He missed a year last year. He broke his ankle, and he's a senior. And, and and Mama was helping down with the tailgate, you know, where we ate tonight. And she says, guys, I'm getting, I'm going to go in and watch my senior play. And you and I were both, you know, get in there. We understand that. Yeah, no kidding. Fifty-five to nothing here in Salina. Seven minutes left before half. And again, it, this is way deep into the end zone. It's fielded by uh, Ailes, but he just, you know, he's he's uh, he just caught it and kind of trotted back in with it. He's well, Ailes was he was out there, you know, when Salina South was in their huddle, he had already gone out to the field, and that's what I'm saying. The point you got to get everyone's got to buy back into the program, and you know, it, it's. Uh, Again, when we walked in, one of the other parents made a comment, and we were thanking them for their hospitality, and she says, we got something right. And, you know, like I said, every time we've come down here, I think, Doyle, for the last 15 years, we've always uh, gone down there at 8 with the uh, their, their, I guess, their group that's similar to our Panther Pack. Yeah, they, they put on a pretty good burger. Burger and chip feed. First and 10 from the 20. On an option play, they pitch it. This time, it's it, again, it's Ailes. He gets up, picks, picks up five, maybe six on uh, first down. Well, we read Ailes pretty good that time, or the quarterback pretty good that time, and he uh, did the right thing on the option. He made the pitch, and uh, another pretty good gain for Slide of South. Yeah, we've got 
wholesale subs in the ball game with 6.30 to go. Zero. Panthers lead. Again, straight ahead handoff. Hit hard at the line of scrimmage, but he manages to fall forward. He's going to be short of the first down. It looked like Ailes again, but uh, it's going to, well, it will. It was not Ailes. It was a different RB. It's Ian Andalon. Yeah, and you you, you got to respect what Coach Clark's doing now. I mean, you, there you, there is that theory of getting reps and all that, but uh, you're you're getting you're handing someone a beat down, and you you still got to have a heart. Motion again, straight ahead, hit hard the line of scrimmage. He manages to fall forward out to the 35. Well, that's the first first down of the night for Salina South with uh, 5.44 remaining for the half. So tells you how stingy this Panther starting defense was. It's going to be first and 10 from the 34. 5.30. Left in the Panthers' lead. This one 55-0. Again, straight ahead. Very little, if any, gain. Maybe maybe a yard on first down. Good good uh, uh, swarming defense by the Panthers that time. Well, we talk about how the Panthers have scored tonight. Uh, I think the only place we haven't scored tonight was on our kick return team because they haven't kicked the ball much. But we've had two punt returns. We've had you know passing re- touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, you name it. The Panthers are scoring. That was DJ Spring on the, on the hit and... The tackle. Second nine. Clock moving. 4.45 left. Back to pass. Caught. Run out of bounds. Might be enough for a first down, depending on the spot. And then again, he may be a half yard short. We'll see where they spot it. it, They got it on the 38. He needed to get to the 39. So it's going to be third down and about a yard for Salina. Well, and what, uh, you know, when you start getting your guys in early in the ball game and getting them that experience, uh, what a boost it is uh, for later on in the season. And again, they hand it off. Big hole. Picked up out to midfield that time. So it's going to be another first down. That was Andalon for Salina. Well, we talk about all every year we talk about this. All these guys playing right now are one play away from being a starter. So you get them in these type of ball games, you're not risking injury to your other guys, but you're getting guys really valuable playing experience. JV's great. Junior varsity's a great tool too, but the speed of the game from JV to varsity is significant. Way different. First and 10 from the Salina 49. They trail 55-0. They're on the move right now. Again, just straight ahead. Nice nice one-on-one tackle by the safety out there. But he picks up about seven or eight. Look, looked like it was uh, Easton's plane on the, on the hit. Well, Salina South's doing nothing fancy right now. They're just ground control. They're just trying to, you know, <laughs> they're chugging away and, and trying to pick up some yardage against the junior varsity defense. Second and two. Handoff straight up the middle. Going to be stopped, I think, short of the first down. That was Seth Clemmer for Salina. 
It's going to be third and two. No gain on the play. Good job by the Panther front. Third and two. 55-0, 2.30 to go in the first half. Panthers have obviously dominated this first half. And as we said, in all phases of the ball game. I don't, I, we have to look back on that. I, I don't know of any time we've had two punt returns in a, in a ball game. Back to pass, caught out in the flat, hit immediately. Tackled by... Corey Spears. You know, we talked about that speed of the game. What I'm seeing right now with our JV guys, they're in position. They're they're right in position. They're just a hair slower than what you saw the varsity guys, but they're they're making Slide of South uh, work for every yard here. First and ten from the Panther 37. Clock moving, 140 to go in the first half. Derby leads 55-0. Salina on the move. Again, the quarterback, he pitches it. Nice play out there by our outside backer, I believe. Well, Panthers did a great job of guarding that option that time. He uh, had a guy on the quarterback, and it looked like Brett Baldridge, I believe, is the guy that came in and made the tackle. But, again, can't play the option any better than what the Panthers just did. Loss of three and a half, maybe four. That was that. You know, that's that's textbook. You 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 look at that on film and say this is how you play that. That was a perfect job by the Panthers. Back to pass and a man wide open. Ailes touchdown. Yeah, Panthers bid on it. And- and, you know, again, he was wide open. You knew it uh, the minute it was in his hands. It's like just pitch and catch here, and Salina South finally gets on the board. Yeah, that was a pretty good drive, about an 80-yard drive. And uh, uh, they put one, a long pass, 30, gosh, I'm going to guess about 40-yard pass for a touchdown. Our uh, D-back, he just he bit on the fake, and... Uh, Guy ran right by him. Again, good learning, uh, good learning, good teaching moment there. Panthers are going to get the ball back, though, with 50 seconds left. They they now lead 55-6 to six with the extra point to follow. And it's no good. There was a bit of a bobble on the uh, holder, by the holder, and it kind of threw the timing off, and you know, just just ever so slightly, and you know that's that's all it takes with that extra point or a field goal. Yeah, those extra points aren't uh, ever a gimme, particularly in high school football. Do I look down on the field? We always get a kick out of this when they've got all their junior uh, cheerleaders, I guess, down on the track with the varsity girls. And, you know, that's always a special night. Uh, Derby's going to have that uh, this year when we have uh, Derby Junior Football Night, and. Uh, these little girls, they'll, they'll remember this forever. Yeah, and they're, they're not very old. There's some pretty pretty small ones down there. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. Again, I think our kick return team is going to go back to that uh, junior varsity kick return team. So we'll see if uh, Salina South decides to go ahead and kick away to, to the returners. Well, Hubbard's back, and so is uh, uh, Hubbard oh, you're right. Edwards. They're both back. They got those two guys out there anyway. KDKQLP Derby. Well, they're 
Yeah. You're right. It looks like several of them are. The, that's, yeah. a, that's a tough one to put together real quick on the fly. Yeah, it's probably just easier to use your starters and, and, and go receive the kick. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. That, that'd be a hard one to put together on the fly. And uh, I doubt, well, they've moved Edwards over now out to about the 20 on the far side. They're trying, trying their best to get one of those guys the ball. And it's going to be out of bounds. And I think the Panthers will get it on about the 35. So they're going to have pretty good field position. We'll wait and see. They'll have pretty good field position to start this possession. It'll, it'll be interesting to see what we do offensively. We, we wholesale, you know, substituted our defensive side of the ball. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. I well, see we've got a new quarterback, Braxton Clark, and Dylan Hubbard is in the backfield with Braxton. First and ten Panthers. Clark on a keeper. Good read. First down and more. Gets out just short of the 50-yard line. Uh, Clark's a 6-275 pound junior, and Doyle, he's uh, he looks good this year. Physically, he looks way different than last year, and, and again, you should know that he looks way different. Again, nobody in the backfield. Quick pass caught out to about the 49. I don't know that we'll see a timeout. This just may be the last play of the first half for the Panthers. They lead 55-6. Well, remember to stick around for the Philadelphia Bank halftime report. Uh, again, always a pleasure to bring that to you, and we'll have some stats and, and chat uh, a little bit there. But, again, thanks to Fidelity Bank. Well, that, that does end the first half, and the Panthers uh, got up 55-0. Then uh, they... Pretty much went to wholesale JV, and uh, Salina was able to put one in the end zone with 50 seconds left. And, but, Kevin, Panther offense was JV, and they were moving the ball pretty good. I know that the Jay Freshman ended up winning last week down in Manhattan. So, you know, they went down there and got, I guess, a little retaliation. But uh, from what I understood, uh, the JV looked really good. Yeah, that, that's what I heard, that we pretty well handled Salina in both of those levels. And, and you know, how many coaches have you heard say, you know, you got to beat these guys at the lower levels, you know, to, to, to be able to beat them at, the, at, at varsity level. you got to beat them. At, and Derby's had some pretty good success with that over the last – especially the last 10, 12 years. Well, and I think after Coach Clark you know, came and started realizing that, because I know I had that conversation with him years ago, and I said, you know, you got to start winning on all levels, and he did the right thing. He righted the ship as much as he could, got the attitude changed on the varsity level, but then he started bleeding it down to middle school and to, to the junior football program, and it really shows come Friday nights. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, you know, it's showing tonight. This, this is, uh, you know, I... I was hoping we'd come out fast, and, and we did come out fast, and but maybe a little bit faster than I thought we were going to. But, you know, that's all right. These kids, they, they need that. 
Exactly. And Doyle, again, I don't know what you say when you go in at halftime. If you're Coach Clark, uh, you got to, you know, you, you saw a lot of really good things. And I think you got to look at the those JV guys and go, hey, we're not taking our pet, foot off the pedal. We've got to come out and keep executing. And, and as said, you, you're really one play away. And there's guys that are going to be battling for positions all year long on this team. Yeah, and, and that that's the main thing is, is to battle for those positions Monday through Thursday. And, uh, It'll, it'll be interesting to see how those battles pick up. Right now, the Panthers lead 55-6. And again, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, uh, Coach Clark took his starters out with, I don't know, four, five, six minutes to go uh, in the second quarter. And uh, Salina was able to score. That's where it got to 55-6. to six. This is Panther Football on a live 105, Katie KQ, 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Since 1985, D&B Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, conditioning battery and wheel, and, wheel, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that DNB Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Paz Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Johnson & Company was founded in 1983, offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555. Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies, high-quality protein, 
clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557. And on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sport leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Build Station Dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size, moving, and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling, educational, and fun for the family. This September, sleep under the stars with Cretaceous Camping, Fridays and Saturdays. More information on their website, kansasdinos.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Build Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We are back at Salina, where the Panthers have built a 55-6 lead in the first half. And you know, Kevin, we can we can talk about that. We we uh, you know we we did a lot of nice things, a lot of a lot of proper things in the first half. And uh, you know, again, I been sitting here racking my brain i can't ever remember a uh, all the turnovers we've got you know we've scored with uh, what two a pass interception and two uh, punt returns so that that's 21 of the 55 points well and again you got to like the way it's happening tonight derby came out fired up probably needed to be fired up came into salina and and uh, you know the running game was working for Dylan Edwards. They were giving some big running lanes to Brock Zerger. They were all keying on Dylan. Brock Zerger made good reads, cut up the field, and then from there it was just you know a, a, the first punt return was just a, I mean it, it was an awful kick by Salina South, a line drive kick that that we were able to take into the end zone untouched, and and then, you know the machine just got to rolling, and uh, Salina South just hasn't had an answer for it. Well, and and one good thing that. Ex- with the exception of Mason Hopper, but he did come back in the ball game. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like no one's went off hurt. And and you know, like I said, Mason came off, and, but he's. I think he's had some ankle issues, and and uh, uh, they're they're probably trying to work on that for him because you know he, he's he's a young man that's. Uh, you know, he, he's needed later in the season. Oh, you, de- you have to have him. We've got still got a couple of players that I think coaches wisely decided to ha- hold out again tonight. You know, you don't want to have a small nagging injury be a season-long injury, and you got to pick your battles. And, you know, even though the, the kids want to play right now, it's like, no, we're going to rest you one more week and give you that chance when we play Bishop Carroll. But, uh, you know, I, I think if you're a Panther fan, and, and again, a lot of them here tonight watching the ball game, or if you're at home listening, you got to think, you know, I'm hearing a lot of good, positive things. And really, the confidence is a big thing. I mean, when you start making plays and everyone feeds off of it, that's uh, that's what you want as a coaching staff. Well, yeah, and, and how many how many plays did we see uh, with the with the starters in the ball game, the defensive starters? How many plays did we see that went for a yard? You know, maybe no gain. You know, they they didn't get a first down till late in the you know late in the second quarter, and uh, you know that was against the number twos. And, and don't you know don't 
don't mis misconstrue what I'm saying. The number two's played pretty darn good against their their number one uh, number one team, but uh, you know they did score against the twos, and and that's the way it goes. Well, yeah. and what you saw was a lot of gang tackling, a lot of you know a lot more aggressive on the defense. I mean, we were flying to the football. You know, we were putting putting hats on uh, on the guys on the option. So you got to love uh, how the Panther defense, how Coach Wiedrich coached them up, and really Doyle short of the first three or four series. Last week, the Panther defense started stepping up and making plays. Well, yeah, they, you know, and, and when you think about it, again, we can go back to last week. I, I know it was history, uh, but you know, they only give up twenty, little over twenty point, twenty three points to uh, uh, a very good Manhattan team, and uh, you know, they had they haven't given up any tonight. So it's uh, just one of those deals. Kids are playing well, and. Uh, we're going to keep keep that up in the second half, and, and it'll go on uh, hopefully the rest of the year because, uh, you know, Derby is Derby, and uh, we have an excellent coaching staff here, and uh, they will they will take care of business. You know, it's a nice moon out tonight. Uh, it's a big yellow. I guess that's a harvest moon, isn't it? So- oh, I, I, and you're right. It's beautiful. I'm looking out. I know the guys at Winfield Lake were sending me pictures of the moon, and I'm like, well, we don't have a lake to look at the moon over. But, you know, we're sitting here taking a view of the moon, and uh, it, it is uh, beautiful. The band's on the field for Salina South, and, uh, you know, we're enjoying a good football game. Yeah, and, and you know, again, uh, Panther fans are, uh, you know, Panther fans are here in numbers, and, uh uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a good night. Hopefully, uh, the second half will be better than the first. Uh, you know, we're probably uh, oh, I'm going to guess seven and a half minutes away from the start of the second half. So we're going to break away a little bit, and then we'll be back. This is Panther football on Live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM. We will be back. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Granny Cletus, what's wrong? Didn't you hear? The whole family is coming to stay with us, 37 adults and 52 kiddos. What am I supposed to do? We could take them to the Derby Public Library for fall programs. What are you talking about, Mooney Pie? The library's fall programs have events for both kids and adults. Toddler time, preschool story time, adventures, tween zone, and teen Tuesday. But what about the grown folk? Adults 18 plus can try our free derby DIY classes or watch a movie at the library lounge. I just hope great uncle Milton doesn't lose his teeth again. Oh, granny. Derby Public Library. Fisher Media Company offers video, audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther Football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles at Derby, Kansas. They offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 788 
1014. Wilhite Automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby high school athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. John Mendoza is a Derby High School graduate and professional photographer celebrating 50 years of photography. Mendoza Photography features senior portraits, family portraits, and John has personally photographed over 1,800 weddings. John can be reached at 316-804-5987. John's portfolio is available at www.mendoza.photography. is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football and can be found at 1221 North Rock Road in Derby. Offering multiple options for lunch and dinner, they can be reached at 613-8806 for curbside or in-store pickup. Elma Gay, a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. For nearly 45 years, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States. Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Tonight's Panther Football Halftime Report is brought to you by Fidelity Bank of Derby. Bravely onward. Back at uh, Salina. We are back in Salina uh, where the obligatory three-minute warm-up period after the half is, is going on. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. Well, Doyle, let's go into the to the halftime stats. Uh, in the rushing department, Panthers, 16 touches, 241 yards. Salina South, 19 touches, just 28 yards. Shows how stingy that uh, defense was. Average yards per rush, Panthers in the first half, 15.1. Held to Salina South, just 1.5. In the passing department, Brock Zerger, a good night so far. Four for six, 92 yards. Uh, Salina South, four for nine, just 62 yards. Dual total offense for the Panthers so far, 22 touches, 333 yards, holding Salina South, 
30 touches to just 90 and Doyle. Most of that 90 came when, when the second team came in the ball game. Absolutely correct. So, again, you look back at uh, the individual stats. Brock Zerger, three for five, 88 yards. Braxton Clark, one for one for four yards. Colton Rudy has one catch for 46. Nathan Keener, one for 12. And Eli, Elijah Vigil has one for four. Dylan Edwards, seven touches, 109 yards. Brock Zerger, six touches for 83. And Braxton Clark, one touch for 12 yards. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good night for those skilled players. So, those are pretty good stats. Uh, the Panthers, they uh, uh, they had a pretty good night. Uh, the defense held Salina down pretty good. And like you said earlier, the, out of those 90 yards, 80 of them came, you know, on the last series. So, you know, the Panther defense is in pretty good shape. And, uh, you know, the whole, the whole Panther team really, as a team, they're playing very well so far tonight. And uh, we just hope it, it uh, keeps going and carries over to the next few weeks. Well, Doyle, we, we expect that second half's going to start in a running clock situation. Panthers uh, were up 55 to 6 uh, at the break. Uh, really 555 to nothing until, the, like I said, we brought in some younger players. But uh, good rule in high school football that uh, when you're up by that, uh, they do the running clock. Yes, and uh, it you know, some people call it a mercy rule. I'll just stick with a running clock because, uh, you know, these kids, it, it, you know, these Salina kids, they're, they're, they're trying their best. There's no doubt about it. But it, and again, you're, we're, we're expecting to see a lot of wholesale changes for the Panthers. I think we were starting to see that uh, junior varsity offense start clicking, but uh, they didn't have a whole lot of time on the clock, but they were moving the ball both in the air and on the ground. Yeah, I suspect we'll probably see that junior varsity offense start the second half. I mean, I, I would suspect because, you know, they only had three plays, I think, uh, in their time with the football. So uh, I'm sure we'll see them again. And Jessup is teeing up the football on about the 40 on the near hash. Uh, it's still, Ailes is still back deep for Salina. And on the other side is Drew Emerson. So they're, they're back. They did win the toss. They elected to uh, defer to the second half. That's why they are getting the football to start the second half. And you expect Salina South to stay with their starters. They're not going to pull anyone. They need to build. They need to get a little momentum going in the ballgame. High end over end. That's going to go in the end zone as well. And I think Ailes wanted to return it, but you can't do it. Once it's in the end zone, it's a dead ball, and you get it on the 20. So it's really maybe it's a good weapon maybe it's not you know you, you want those guys to feel the tackles and the blocks and all that business and uh, uh if you if you keep them in the end zone you know it's maybe not that way <laughs> well jessup's got plenty of leg on him and it's uh, obviously he's kicking the ball kind of to the left side of the field on all of his kicks and uh, by design and uh we'll see how uh, derby comes out here in the second half first and 10 on the 20 for the cougars Again, it's uh, Panther non-starters in the ball game to start the second half, and I'm like you. I'm guessing we'll be in a running clock, clock situation. They give it straight ahead. Nice hit at about the line of scrimmage there by the Panther linebackers. 
Well, you got to like that. You got to like the second half starts off, and the Derby Panther defense is a very aggressive. You had a lot of white hats flying to the football. Sophomore Hagen Hamlin plowed that one. Yeah, this is this, these kids' opportunity to say, hey, Coach, I need a little more playing time on Friday nights, and this is how I'm going to react. So uh, you get your opportunity, you got to shine. Second down and 10 from the 20. Back to pass, just a little hitch out in the flat. Again, Panthers play it pretty good. I think they're going to pick up four or five, maybe six yards. It's going to be second and four or five. And I think he was, again, we're in a running clock situation. He was tackled out of bounds, and the clock's going to continue to run. You know, probably, uh, what was that? I, I think it was a couple years ago. It seemed like every game we played, we went to a running clock. Until we got to the playoffs. Well, no, the first week or two, was, it was still that way. Third and five. They got motion. Back to pass. little pressure. And the ball's complete, and the official's going to spot it just past the 30, so it's going to be first down. Good good effort, though, by the Panther defense. Yeah, we had really good coverage on the play. I mean, the Panthers were flying to the football. Looked like Easton Splain was the guy that came up and made the tackle. Going to be first and 10 from the 31 of Salina. Clock moving. 10 minutes, 10 seconds left. Panthers lead 55-6. Again, straight ahead. And a nice run here by the tailback. He gets out past the 40 to about the 43. Yeah, he, he actually bowled one of our guys over on the play. Just a good, again, you know, these learning experiences, man, you got to lower your shoulders and, and drive drive the guy back. If you're back on your heels, you're going to get ran over. Football's a game of, of leverage. I mean, you got to get low. Second, first down, excuse me. They're all the way out to the 43-yard line. They're 43, so they've moved the ball uh, 23 yards since the kickoff. Again, straight ahead. Panthers stack it up and drive him back after about, I'm going to say, no gain on the play. Hey, he's met by a, a plethora of Panthers on that uh, on that play. And, you know, Doyle, I like what I'm seeing. I'm seeing five and six guys making tackles. <laughs> is that what a plethora is? <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. you got to pull out all stops on a night like this. All right. Okay. Second down and ten. 8.55 left in the third quarter. This will be a quick third quarter, obviously. And again, being chased and sacked by the Panthers. Nice nice job, and it looked, looked like, to me, it was Daniel Bowie. And I agree. That's who made it a, a junior, 5'11", 175 pounds. And Doyle, he was uh, in the backfield quickly. Nice open field tackle. Sacked him. Loss for of about, shoot, I'm going to guess eight on the play. So it's going to be third down and, well, third and 17. Again, clock moving. Back to pass, rolling out to the near side. Now picks it up, and he's going to get hit and drop for a loss. 
back to about the 33, so it's going to be fourth down and a ton for the Cougars. Wow, and I, I'm telling you, I, I like what I'm seeing with this defensive unit. Looks like maybe for the first time tonight, they're really bringing in a punt team. They've, they've uh, brought in wholesale changes here, and you're going to see a guy lining up and, and ready to punt to the Panthers. Again, Panthers have returned two. Yes, they've already returned two punts for touchdowns and a pass interception. And it's just a low. It's caught at about the 35 midfield into Salina territory at about the 38-yard line. And that was a nice return by Elijah Cross. Well, we got a break in the action. Tonight's radio broadcast of Panther football on Alive 105.9 KDKQ is sponsored by these great Derby businesses. The Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, John Mendoza Photography, Fatality Bank, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, L. McGuire, Mexican Restaurant, and Derby Overhead. If you are in any of these businesses, let them know you heard their ad during the Panther football broadcast. Doyle, the Panthers uh, did get caught on a penalty on that nice return, so backed them up 15 yards. But, man, this punt return team for the Panthers has really rang up some yardage against the line of south. It looks like it's Hubbard and uh, Clark in the backfield for the Panthers. Clark pitches it. Good cut. Gets out to nearly the 40. Goes Hubbard. So he picks up, oh, I'm going to guess two, maybe three yards on first down. Well, and these two guys, I know that uh, Monday night they played together in Manhattan. And, uh, you know, both of them juniors. So they're going to be back next year. Yeah, second down and eight. Panthers have it. They lead 55-6. Clark on a good read and a keeper. Going to be close to a first down, maybe a yard short. Uh, Doyle Braxton's, uh, again, you know, he's a guy that's growing into his body. And, you know, he started after last year. He was uh, 6'1", 142 pounds. And he comes into this season at 6'2", 172 pounds. And I had the privilege of working out with him this winter and helping him. And kid's got a lot of guts and a lot of determination. He's going to be a player. Five minutes to go. Panthers lead 55-6. to Again, Hubbard makes a nice cut. Going to get enough for a first down, it looks like. Going to get inside Salina territory, close to the 45. That's where the Panthers will have it. Yeah, Derek had a nice run and drug a couple of Salina South defenders with him as he was as he came down. And you want to see these kind of drives. Well, Derek is you know he's much different style wise than than Edwards, but speed wise, I think they're pretty close. Oh, there's no doubt. Derek's got uh, a lot of speed. First and ten. Bit of a bad snap. Clark going to have to hang on to it. He's going to get back probably to the line of scrimmage, where it's going to be second and ten. 
Well, Braxton's a left-handed quarterback, and he was rolling out to his left, which I think is always a good thing. But, you know, I've watched Braxton on a couple of occurrences. He can he can roll right. He can roll left. And, uh, again, probably a good decision that time on just taking, uh, taking a little bit of a loss and not throwing it away. It's going to be now second and 11 for the Panthers. Again, the ball's on the 40, looks like 47-yard line of the Cougars. There's clock is moving, 3.50 to go. In the third quarter, fast-moving, obviously a fast-moving third quarter. Quick pass, wide open, caught, 35, down close to the 30-yard line. Rowan Foster on the catch. Doyle, just a freshman, 5'11", 155 pounds. Panthers pick up a first down on that quick little hitch and go if you will and uh, they're deep in in uh, Salina territory on about the 31 yard line and you like seeing these long sustained drives by uh, this group again Hubbard gets cut up inside bounces off a couple guys still on his feet going to pick up I'm going to guess 7 or 8 on first down we, you know, we said this so many times in the past that, you know, Derby brings in guys that are, are, are younger and these varsity guys are still out there on the other side. They're like, hey, man, they brought in guys. Our guys are all fresh and they were all capable of playing with about anyone. Second down, about a yard and a half. A little bit of a high snap. Clark keeps it. I don't think he got the first. Maybe he got the first down. He's going to be awful close. Depends on the spot. Yeah, he's, he's close to the sticks. I don't know that they're going to give it to him, but he did have a high snap that he had to pull down. And You know, the timing on this stuff is so critical on a play when you have to go up for a ball or down for a football, and so we did a good job uh, just third and very short. Third and about a half yard, it looks like, for the Panthers. Deep in uh, Salina territory, they give it to Hubbard. He gets to the outside. Makes a couple guys miss. He drives forward. He might get the first down. Oh, he should have it easily. Dan, now on second effort. I mean, he 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 wanted that first down. That's a good running back. You got to know where the sticks are. You got to, you know, it's great to, to hit the end zone, but the most important thing on third down is finding that uh, first down marker. So that's going to be a first down. It's on the right at the twenty yard line of Salina. Panthers lead 55-6. We're in the third quarter. We are in a running clock situation. Quick pass, and it was caught. Touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> well, it was a nice pass that time on just a on a little bit of a slant route, and Braxton hit him wide open. So this uh, this offensive unit looked good there, Doyle, mixing the run and the pass together. That was a pretty good ball thrown by the, the backup quarterback. I mean, it, it was nice, and he had a lot of spin, and uh, it was it was a nice nice and easy ball to catch. It seemed like. So good, a good, uh, good night for uh, the backup quarterback and the backup offense. And the extra point is good. That'll make it 62 to six with a minute five to go here in the third quarter. Tonight's radio broadcast of Panther Football on Live 105.9 KDKQ is sponsored by these great Derby businesses. 
Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson and Company Certified Public Accountants, and DNM Mechanical. Without these guys, we couldn't bring you the broadcast, so we, we, we like to thank them every week. No doubt. Uh, again, if you go into those businesses, thank them for uh, bringing this broadcast to you because uh, it, it's a good thing. Uh, again, having listeners overseas, having listeners all over the country be able to listen to this, uh, thanks to La Hacienda, in part uh, their Mexican restaurant, what they do for uh, the community of Derby. And Panthers will be kicking off again, leading 62-6. Uh, so, gosh, Kevin, the, the the number two offense, they kind of just moved the ball right down the field. Well, the number two defense played very well. Yeah. They they held uh, Salina South. And, again, at, at this juncture in the game, Salina South hadn't let up. They they still have their varsity guys in. So that's a, that's a good sign for the Panthers. Big, booming kick by... Uh, you know, Ailes is just—he's he, just going to have to stand inside the playing field and jump up and try to catch that. Because well, you know, and, and the last two, he's really wanted his hands on, no question. But I, I think back in that first half, and there's a couple of them that he just gladly let go into the end zone. So, you know, they, but uh, you, you're a competitor. Anyone that's a competitor isn't going to give up. They're not going to just hang their hat and say I'm done. So, you're, you're exactly. you know, again, kudos to this line of South bunch for hanging in tonight. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're the key word there is competitor, and uh, uh, I, I don't see I don't see too many changes for Salina uh, on the offensive side. In fact, I don't see any, and so they're they're still bringing in their uh, starters against our our uh, number twos, and I, and I would suspect that we'll see some substitution on those on our side of the ball as well before the game's over. Putnam hands it off. Guy, he makes a good cutback. I thought he was going to break it open, but the Panthers closed on him pretty good, and uh, very little gain on the play that time for Andalon. Well, the Panthers have good flow tonight. I mean, they're they're flowing to the football. They're doing a lot of the right things, and uh, again, I know those are things that they worked on an awful lot in practice this week. Well, so far, uh, this bunch here is uh, they've they've done a pretty good job. Stopping the run. And on a reverse, Panthers read it. They knock him out of bounds after maybe two, maybe three-yard gain. So good job by the Panthers in uh, stringing that play out. I just was going to say they did it as well as you can, string the play out. You start making runners run east and west instead of north and south. And, you know, the only only guy probably to say on the field tonight that I wouldn't mind seeing run a little east and west is Dylan Edwards because he's got the speed to get around you. But most of the time you, you teach those running backs, get your shoulder pads squared up and get downhill. And that will end the third quarter. Panthers lead 62-6. We'll be back.
Trips to the bank are now optional. At Fidelity Bank, we offer a wide range of options, including next-level digital banking. Manage your money when and where you want, from traditional in-person service to a totally online experience. We stand ready to serve by giving you the tools to control your finances your way from anywhere. Together, we move bravely onward. Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like we control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Yeah, we're back at uh, Salina, where uh, while we were away, uh, they start they started the timeout quicker than normal, and uh, so we were away for the play, and it was an 80-yard touchdown pass by Salina, so they now have a 62 to 12 deficit with the extra point to follow it. You know, yeah, they were only out. We were only out for about 30 seconds, I think, and those are supposed to be a minute timeout, so. Uh, yeah, it was a quick hitter by Salina South and just a, a little pass play down the sideline and a guy was wide open. The extra point's up and it's good. So uh, 11.47 to go in the football game. Uh, Panthers 62 and Salina 13. Again, that was just like Kevin said, it was just a guy was wide open and the quarterback hit him for an 80-yard touchdown. Well, and, and if you're the Panthers, I mean, you know, Coach Wietrich and that defensive unit, they're not going to love that. You know, you know, and and I think the Panthers are going to start freely substituting more. If you're sliding south, uh, you, you got to give these kids an opportunity to have a little bit of success and get to play. And uh, you know, it's been a tough, tough game. If you're if you're wearing a gold helmet tonight, and, you know, I, I assume we're still going to see Braxton Clark and Derek Hubbard on the in the backfield. And, you know, any indication they had a long drive on their last touchdown, so. Uh, running clock situation here, 11.47 left in the ball game. Panthers lead 62-13. to 13. Yeah, that, uh, that was a nice nice pitch and catch by Salina. And uh, I think uh, I think Ailes has scored, Garrett Ailes has scored both of the touchdowns for, for the Cougars tonight. And I think they were on long pass plays. So... He must. He's their go-to guy, evidently, uh, in the receiving end of it. It looks like we do have uh, pretty much the JV return team now, and it's going to be taken at about the 24. Still on his feet, out to the 30, 35, 40, midfield. Got a block. Got all the way down to about the 40-yard line of the Cougars. Looks like John Luhan on the carry a sophomore 5'8", 175-pounder. Doyle, I don't know about you, but when John uh, saw a little bit of opening, he showed pretty darn good speed. Yeah, and, he, and again, right about midfield, he got a nice block from uh, one of his teammates, and that enabled him to get another five or six yards. 
Clark and Hubbard are still in the backfield. And Hubbard straight up the middle, first down inside the 30 at about the 20, I'm going to say 28-yard line. Hey, give this offensive line a little credit. I mean, they shoved Slina South down the field, and Slina South still has the majority, if not all, of their starters in the ball game. And, you know, Hubbard uh, took that one behind his uh, – he needs to pat that old line on the back. 62 to 13. And one play. The Panthers are down inside the 25 to the 20, or the 30 to the 27. And Clark on a keeper. Big hole. And he slips after he gets the first down. But he that was just a slip. He's trying to make a cut. And, uh, Good read. Yeah, he made a great read, and then he was trying to cut back against the grain, which is probably the right play, but uh, slipped down on the field, Not, but not uh, until he made the first down. First and ten Panthers on the 17. Again, Hubbard comes to the outside, makes a guy miss, and gets taken down they made him run east and west well they made him run east and west and i thought maybe Derek was gonna outrun him but again i go back to very few guys can run east and west you got to start cutting the ball upfield gonna be second down and 11 clock moving 9 30 left in the ball game again panthers lead this one big 62 to 13 clark is the quarterback and he pitches it out to Hubbard, gets a nice block at the point of attack. Hubbard, 10, gets down around the 5. That was a great block out there by the wide receiver. Well, a great block by a wide receiver. I mean, the play was designed well. It was a good pitch. It was a great block, a great cut by Derek Hubbard. He made the right cuts. Again, I think the coaching staff looks at that play and goes, I can't complain. I got all the right blocks, all the right pitches, all the right cuts. Good job, Panthers. Yeah, it's on the five-yard line, first and goal from there. About a 15-yard pickup on the play, but like you said, everything everything worked out like it's supposed to. Clark just walks into the end zone. I'll tell you, everybody attacked Derek Hubbard, <laughs> and Braxton Clark was out by himself. Yeah, nice, uh, nice play call by the coaching staff. As, as you said, I mean, we fake it to Derek, and I think about – at least 10 gold helmets tried to tackle him, and it made it uh, an easy touchdown run for Clark. Clark is, is also the holder on extra points and field goals. Jessup is in again. It's 68 to 13. And the kick was really drilled right down Broadway, 69-13. Uh, Jessup, uh, except for that one little bugaboo he had, he's he's hit a whole lot of extra points, and they've all been really, I mean, they've been hit hard. He, he kicks a hard ball. Between all the kicks and, and uh, extra points, like I said, Jessup's going, man, I'm glad I uh, I feel healthy this week. Yeah. 8.25 left in the game, so... Salina will get the ball when they kick off. Panthers will lead this one 69-13. And, and, you know, I guess through our through the way we've been calling the game, there's no many points could have been scored had we not kind of backed off a little bit. And uh, 
give our number twos a chance, and our number twos have played just just very well so far tonight. Oh, no doubt. While we got a little bit of a break, just a reminder again that if you caught part of tonight's game or you, your grandma and grandpa and you want your son to, to listen to the ball game, you can listen to, to the ball game on our podcast wherever you like. I mean, it's uh, – I know, uh, Doyle, I, I think you and I uh, have a couple times, uh, you know, caught the game again and just, you know, just to re- refresh our memory. But what a neat thing that uh, – that uh, Mark and the guys bring to us that uh, you can listen to those and, you know, tell Grandma, hey, man, I scored a touchdown last night. Here, here's how you listen to it. Yep. Salina will have Ailes. He'll be the deep guy. He's he's the only one. And I think they've, I think they've kind of figured out that Jessup kicks from the far hash mark and his kick is going to be to his right. Or make that his left, excuse me. And it's going to be in the end zone. Yeah, what a leg! Yeah, he, he's got he's got quite a quite a foot, and he's got another year to grow. So first and ten from the twenty for Salina. We got eight eight and a quarter left in the ball game. Panthers now lead sixty nine to thirteen, and I'm sure that uh, Salina is going to go back to that. Uh, uh, Successful pass play they've had twice tonight. I'm yeah, sure they're going to go back you? to it. Because it's still, I think, yeah, Putnam's still the quarterback. And it looks like, yeah, Andalon is the tailback back there with him. And Putnam, on a keeper, picks up. Yard maybe falls forward for a yard and a half. So good play in there by the the front three for the Panthers. Well, you'll you'll continue to see even more wholesale changes on the Panthers uh, as the game progresses. I don't know that you'll if the Panthers get the football back. I'm not sure you'll see Clark and uh, and uh, the rest of the, the guys out there. I think you're going to start letting uh, you know maybe some sophomores and and possibly some freshmen play. <clears throat> Excuse me. 7.45 to go. Second and nine. They hand it off to Anilon, and he makes a couple of guys miss. Panthers had him probably for a loss, but he made them miss, had good effort, and he picked, ends up picking up about six on second down. You know, he's a pretty good athlete. I mean, you know, he's got good speed, good quickness, and uh, he's still battling. I mean, again, as coaching staff, that's the one thing you got to look at and say, hey, you know, while everybody else is folding up their tent, these are the guys that I'm going to build on. Well, James Middlebrook, he's a sophomore. Uh, he's 5'8", 140. He's going to be covering uh, Ailes, and uh, it's third down and three. He's given him plenty of room. Quick pass to the far side. Good coverage out there by the Panthers. Got enough for a first down, but that's just about all he got. It was Ben Eirich. You know, I'm looking at Ailes, and, and when the ball went the other way, he just stopped in his tracks, and he's over there looking at the quarterback like, what happened? Why didn't you look at me? But, uh, you know, again, I, I don't know. Coach Sellers may be kind of slowing the game down a bit here, too. First and 10, 6.20 to go in the game, 69 to 13. Straight ahead goes Andalon, 
He picks up enough for a first down. So it's going to be another first and ten. And it was Skyler Yon on the stop for the Panthers. Well, Panthers pulled some more guys out, brought some more fresh faces in. Well, I know Irick's a sophomore, and yeah, they just they just made some more substitutes. So I think I think you're right. I think I think Panthers are going to start having a few sophomores play. Just a quick pass out in the flat. And I think they're calling it incomplete. Panthers had that covered, though. Well, they, Panthers they... had it covered very, very well because I don't think it fooled anyone. Slide South was back into that uh, twin stack position, and, you know, Panthers uh, read it. Yeah, it was, it was intended for uh, Creighton Mudrow or Modrow. And he just dropped the football. I don't know that he'd have made. He probably heard footsteps because <laughs> Panthers covered that one pretty well. Well, Panthers, have, it seems like every play now, they're bringing in two or three new new faces uh, for some varsity action. Straight ahead goes the tailback. He's going to get enough for a first down. Yeah, they sure are. They're bringing... Oh, every play. And, and this is a part in the game that you can have some fun. Reward these kids for their hard work and practice. That's, uh, you know, they're running up down the sideline. Who hadn't got in? Who hadn't gotten in? Yeah. And get them, get them some experience on Friday That's, night. Absolutely. We've got a stacked receiver set out here on the near side. Tailback takes it. He's going to get to the outside. He's finally... Just grabbed by the jersey and drugged down by one of the Panthers. Looked like it was Braden Fikert on the stop after a big game for the Panthers. Another sophomore, six foot, 155 pounder. So we're seeing a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores in tonight's ball game now. Clock still moving. It's three under four minutes. Panthers lead 69-13. I'm looking at some of the slide of south guys. They're looking at their coaches, staff, like, throw it to me, throw it to me. And what I'm seeing, and we'll see, but what it looks like now is that Coach Sellers has kind of stayed to the run game and maybe short pass is nothing too fancy. And they handed it straight ahead, big hole. Finally brought down inside the 20. So it's going to be enough, I believe, Going to get enough for a first down. Again, here comes three more hap- you know, fresh faces for the Panthers. And another. So, you know, we're, we're deep into that uh, defense right now. I think they're all probably sophomores, freshmen, maybe a few of those senior guys that uh, have been out for a long time and, and, and deserve playing time. Quick pass to the flat. Pretty good play by the Panther defense. Yeah, there's a late flag. A very late flag. Probably, probably the vicinity could have been a face mask. So that's gonna that's gonna help somebody. I don't. There was there were too many Panthers out there for it to be on Salina. I would think. We'll wait and see. 
It was face a face mask. mask. Yeah. I just I, I I didn't see any Southern Sonic guys out there, and there was sure a lot of Panthers in that vicinity. So you get aggressive, aggressive mistake. Yeah, the, you know you can you can coach those you can you can straighten those aggressive mistakes. That's it's I think it's the mental mistakes that drive the coaches wild. Well, last week we had a lot of penalties, and we've cleaned that up a lot tonight. Well, this is inside the ten yard line. Salinas going to be close to. They were gang tackled, but they're going to be close to a touchdown. And again, more more players. So you know, this isn't one of those. Deals. Coach Clark and those guys are just you know, it's like free substitution. Get guys in the ball game, and you know, really, if you're Salinas South, you probably don't even want to give the ball back to the Panthers. Well, here's here's what I can see going down. If unless they stop the clock after the score. Uh, they have been. If, if they have been, then the Panthers will get the ball back. But if they don't, then yeah. uh, I'm sure Coach Clark will just let it run out. Well, Coach Sellers took a lot of time getting this this play in and and ready. Second down from the two. I don't think he got there. Let's I see. I don't think it doesn't look like he got. Uh, they gave him his second effort oh. into the end zone. It took a long time. Yeah. The, the guy on this side did never signal what it was, but he probably couldn't see anything. <laughs> and that's one of those, you know, truthfully, the officials, you know, maybe that maybe momentum was stopped there, but you got to run away, blow out, score, and you know, that's a that's a, an easier call for the officials there too. Yeah, it's sixty nine to nineteen now, and uh, again, you know, just just to recap what we've seen, Panthers backed off these guys at about four and a half, five minutes left in the second quarter, and all their offense has been against uh, been against non-starters. Well, and and like I said, a lot of the guys that are maybe three and four deep. Yes, there's no doubt about it. We're, we we had. And the extra points good, so it's now sixty-nine to twenty. We've we've probably had, at least on this side, the cornerback. Just on that drive, we probably had four play that corner position on on that drive. Four different guys, and so the coaches were wanting to get, you know, they're wanting to get as much playing time for everybody as they can, and you got to like that. Well, as we said, these guys practice hard every night, just like the starters do, and. You want to give them an opportunity to play in a ball game and have some varsity experience, and you know that's a that's a good sign for the Panthers getting them that playing time. Particularly these freshmen and sophomores. You know how how many times Dole have we seen you know a great kid say go into a game and goes, man, I, I'm telling you what, I looked up and saw that crowd and the Friday night lights, and and it kind of kind of startled me. So get get those jitters over with while you're young. Yeah, it looks like. I'm thinking it's the same kicker for Salina. It is Emery Barth. And you'd think, you know, the Panthers may only get one playoff. I don't think they're going to be in any hurry to to, to run a lot, but, uh, you know, with uh, 51 yeah, I think, seconds. Left. I think they've got to run at least one play. But I'm sure that'll be it when uh, and the game should be over in the next couple of minutes Panthers are going to go going to go one and one Salina is going to go oh and two Panthers are going to have a pretty tough go next week with Bishop Carroll a little bit of a pooch balls fumbled 
I think Salina may have gotten it. I can't tell for sure. They had, I've seen no signal, but I think I think Derby might have been fortunate enough to to fall back on it. Yeah, maybe not. It looks like the defense yeah. is on the I'm field. I'm with you. There wasn't any real definitive call, but yeah, the Panther defense is out. Well, I think if if uh, the coach is well, the clock's running. Yeah, so. is thinking right. He's not going to get a playoff. I don't. I don't think Coach Sellers cares. I, I mean, the way they're moving around, I think he's he's done. So, again, Panthers are going to win this one 69 to 20 in Salina, and they'll go to 1-1. One and one. Salina will drop to 0-2. and two. Uh, uh, Panthers, uh, I mean, from top to bottom, they, they really played pretty good tonight. They did. They looked good, and I think the coaching staff's going to be pretty happy with uh, with the outcome of tonight's ball game. And still going to be some things to work on when they break down film. They're going to see some things they don't like. But man, we cleaned up a lot of penalties. We we were much more aggressive. You know, uh, Brock Zerger had a good ball game tonight. Uh, Dylan Edwards. I mean, you just go down the line, and you got to be pretty pleased with how you the know, Panthers performed. You know, I'm sitting here laughing because you know it just seems like Brock Zerger, Zerger never played. He came. He came out of the game so early, you know, the starters did. But, you know, it's the right thing to do, uh, you know. And, you know, the Panthers, they, they just, like all the things you said, they accomplished tonight. They they did a lot of good things tonight, and they had a lot of a lot of kids getting a chance to play. Well, and again, you you got to like getting the shift right. And you're, you, you go into a really tough ball game next week uh, against Bishop Carroll, and you want to go in with uh, a momentum into the ball game. And, uh, boy, I tell you, if you're a football fan, I think that uh, next week's a big week uh, for both Bishop Carroll and Derby uh, fans. Agreed. Agreed. Panthers are going to win this one 69-20. to 20. This is Panther Football on Live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Tonight's Derby Panther Football game is being broadcast worldwide on our online stream at Alive105KDKQ.com. And it's brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, Sunday nights at 7 on Alive 105. In need of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. If you want to know what New Spring Church is about, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, life change. We want people's lives to change. If people's lives aren't changing, there's no reason for us to exist. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here. Imagine hearing a great song on the radio, and then you wonder, what did those lyrics mean exactly? Listen, I know people need encouragement, and I want to take them deeper, a greater understanding of the scripture behind these amazing Christian songs. How refreshing would that be? Unpack the lyrics to your favorite songs. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Greg Laurie. Each weekend, be sure to tune in. Looking for a program that features Christian music classics of the 70s and 80s? 
Seek no more. Streets of Gold is the program. Join us this week for those Christian music oldies with artists like Keith Green, Petra, Second Chapter of Acts. Well, you get the idea. Many more right here. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Live 105. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship as I play your favorite worship music by today's Christian artists. We're going to sing, lift our voices to God, read His Word. It's going to be an awesome time that you don't want to miss. It's all this weekend on Worship. Worship with Andy Christman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. And this is Panther Football on Alive 105. We are back in Salina where the Panthers have just knocked off the Cougars 69-20 to in a game where, you know, the Panthers seen a lot of guys, like a lot of guys got to play tonight. Yeah, a lot of guys got to play tonight, and, you know, that's a good thing. And as we said before break, a lot of good things happened from, you know, penalties reduced to, to a passing game that was established, two punt returns tonight. Uh, I mean, all facets of the game were uh, dominated by the Panthers. Well, let's go ahead and get into our end-of-the-game stats tonight. First downs, Panthers had 21 first downs tonight. Slide to South, 18 in the rushing department. Pretty impressive night for the Panthers. 28 touches, 310 yards. Salina South, 33 touches for 97 yards. Again, Doyle Derby ends up with 11.1 average yards per rush tonight while holding Salina South to just 2.9. Wow. That, that, man, that's good. Passing uh, combination of uh, Brock Zerger and Braxton Clark was uh, pretty good tonight. Six for eight, 128 yards while holding Salina South. 8 for 15 for 156. Total offense for the Panthers tonight, 438 yards for Salina South, 268. And Doyle, again, I would love to see that that first group of uh, what their theirs was because really all the yardage for Salina South happened late in the ballgame. Absolutely did. Individual stats tonight, a lot of them for the Panthers. Uh, Brock Zerger again, 3 for 5 for 88 yards. Braxton Clark, 3 for 3 for 40. I know they both had a couple uh, touchdown apiece throwing tonight, too. On the receiving end, Colton Rudy, one catch for 46 yards. Taylor Neal, one catch for 20. Rowan Foster, one catch for 16. Nathan Keener, one for 12. And Elijah Vigil, one for four. So, again, a good night throwing the football, good night for the receivers. In the rushing department, Dylan Edwards, just seven touches tonight, 109 yards. Bark Zerger, six touches for 83. Derek Hubbard, seven for 47. And Braxton Clark, five for 23. Uh, again, a good night for the Panthers tonight. And uh, probably importantly, we always say it, the most important stat of the night, Panthers 69, Salina South 20. Yes, uh, pretty good game. Uh, a lot of improvement from last week to this. Uh, Panthers knock off the Cougars 69-20. to This has been Panther Football on Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. Join us next week. Chip Carroll. Thanks for listening.